1: This Week in League, has Wayne Bennett found a new pet to replace Fluffy?
2: The NRL faces the next big threat, 11-year-olds who think they run the game.
1: The blackest day in sports history has now been revised to full sunshine with a chance of one cloud 12 months ago.
2: And we preview all of the action for round 24 of the 2014 NRL season.
1: All that and more, This Week in League. Welcome to episode one sixty eight of this week in league. I'm Nate.
2: And I'm Glenn. And um, you are a horrible person.
1: <laughs> oh, look, we'll get to it when we talk to the West Tigers game, but I was just saying that Robbie Farr is the fucking cancer of his, of that team.
2: And so you can And hit. I was politely
1: disagreeing. Yeah, you were. I mean fucking team team player to the end. <laughs> um let's launch well so welcome new listeners. Man, I tell you, I don't know if it's like the Mitch eye just seems like, you know, because I don't know, I mean, we see a, we see a new download and it's like, it doesn't say what their name is. So, I mean, it could be someone called Mitch, but, you know, it's prob- I mean, I'm prepared to say at this stage it probably is someone the called Mitch.
2: Statistics would dictate that uh, there's a 79% chance that that person's name will be Mitch.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, yeah, welcome to the new listeners, because uh, this is... Mitch's
2: year, and otherwise.
1: Yeah, that's right, Mitch's and otherwise, and if you found us on the... Uh, podcast page of iTunes, where we're still sort of like, not the main feature, but you know, we're on there. Let us know, because I'm interested to see how much fucking
2: Make yourself known is, how, via social media. Yeah. Some people aren't big on the social media, but still like to listen to the number one rugby league podcast on the planet, but flick us an email.
1: Yeah, just interested to see how, you know, how effective that 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 is, you know, like yeah. how worthy it is, if you know, I mean, it's great to be up there, but I just wonder how much it actually drives. I mean, like when we were featured, featured that time... I mean, it was a big fucking difference. I mean, like, boom, we doubled probably, uh, yeah. you know, overnight. So, you know, that was that was, you know, this this time it's just sort of, you know, sl- we we're always, like, slowly increasing. So, you know, just, I'm just wondering how much is attributable to that. Now, epic feedback this week. Fuck me, we've got some fucking good shit this week. Oh, I don't know if you've been fucking into Facebook and that reading up on it. Oh, I, hope, I hope it's a surprise. I Oh, well,
2: I have caught up with some of it. Okay, cause I was
1: hoping that they'd be a surprise to you.
2: Most of it, probably. I've the probably Sunny Bill one. one. I was but hoping
1: the Sunny Bill one would be a surprise. Did you read that one, Saguna? Oh, uh, right, We'll Probably. Get, we'll get. We'll get there. Oh, this. This one. This would have crushed your heart, though.
2: It's been, it's been a rough weekend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on Twitter first, uh, Chapo the creator. Enough counting crows talk. No one cares about that shit band from the nineties. Hash real talk. Hash truth candy. Hash tigers in decline.
2: Imagine if the world was dictated, and and, and revolved. By way of the things That Chapo liked Yeah Is that a world you want to live in Because if that's a world That I was ever forced to live in I would get a gun I would stick it in my mouth I would pull the trigger And I would have Pre-arranged someone To be nearby Wait Wait Okay To be nearby Yeah To prize the gun yeah. Out of my cold dead Fucking hands yeah. And shoot me in the fucking head Another five times Because I do not want to Have any chance Of ever Living in a world like that
1: well, this goes back to something we were talking about before we hit record tonight. <laughs> we won't mention the exact circumstances, but if you were born into a world that was dictated by Chapo, how would you, the Counting Crows would probably not exist. How would you know? It would just be the way it was. And then one of the things that Chapo dictated and liked would become a thing yep. that you liked, and so you wouldn't kill yourself. Hey, I mean, look, only if he took over. If
2: everyone was, just liked what Chapo liked, yeah. I mean, you know, good luck to Chapo. Yep. But if everyone just liked what he liked, mm-hmm. you know. The subway at Macquarie Fields would be really fucking busy. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be a lot else going on in life, would there?
1: That's true. Uh Eddie N Z sent us a couple. He's on the, he's on the time of his life at the moment, on a bit of a holiday, over in the States. Found himself at SummerSlam. You see that? Yeah. Sent a picture, uh, a picture of repping, uh, this week in league hat. Legend. And uh, one of the, the fine flex I'm Completely lost little... on most of the crowd, of course Yeah, completely, well, completely lost But yeah, perhaps on his fr- you know, friends Who were accompanying him well, I'm not sure But uh, he said that uh, You would love yourself some Roman Reigns You know who Roman Reigns is? no, nah. He's not Polly. So not. T- So instantly I thought Well, you're full of shit No, no, he wouldn't No, he's more like the fucking rock hmm.
2: <laughs> Yeah, the rock's more flavour, really, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Roman Reigns, what, what's he got that I like? Yeah,
1: maybe go back for like, you know, Jimmy Superfly Snooker back oh, then if he wants to be old school. That is old
2: school. He's old school.
1: He's a murderous can't too. That's another story though.
2: Right. So <laughs> why the Roman Reigns attraction, apparently?
1: I don't know. I mean, I could bring up a picture of Roman Reigns for you if you want to see. Bang it in your phone and have a look at Just do a search for Roman Reigns. He's, he's one of the...
2: I'll, I'll put it in my phone and see how long it takes to get a boner and that'll dictate just how big a fan I am.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's one of the, he's one of the the more popular guys. He's not like the top top level guy, but he seems to be one of those guys that I think they're they're pushing. You know, I'm I'm hearing his name a lot more. I don't really keep up with it, but he seems to be one of the guys that either, you know you know they kind of pushing. So what do you think now you are seen him?
2: Oh, because he's got big muscles, long hair, and a and a. Somewhat fucking Polynesian looking tattoo on my But when
1: arm. did the long hair come? I mean the long hair wasn't a thing for you. I mean you, you yeah, you're I'm... more likely with the Polynesians you're gonna get stupid fucking guys that have been scribbling their heads with the fucking clippers.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's got a sunny built looking tattoo. That's probably why. Uh, I guess okay. I people think I'm that shall Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, they got you all wrong.
2: <laughs> they certainly do have me all wrong.
1: Mitch Dahl zero eight. Hey boys, the matter your tear boys want it differently. The dragons can't. You always got to cunts, Kent, The dragons, Kent, wants Utai, The others want Matautia. So if they can't keep it straight, what chance do the commentators of the world have? Have
2: they got different dads that just happen to have the same surname? <laughs> Is that like Smith in can, some part of Polynesia?
1: No, no. Let's assume that's not the case.
2: <laughs> um, What... How do you? Why? How do they do that? Why don't they just go, Mum? How's our name pronounced? Dad, better still. How's our name pronounced?
1: You know, we could we could do research, and we could look at you know, given you know the apostrophe and you know, everything like how that affects the and you know actually figure out the oh. the exact you know how really? it should be.
2: Who's got that much time?
1: Uh, not I. You could probably do it. <laughs> That's your homework for next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> J underscore buff. And we have got a couple of these actually, shithead listener. Timmy McIntyre and uh, and someone, Timmy8797, all of us smashes at the same time when the footy show was on on Sunday. Corey Norman is in the pass the ball comp now, I've seen everything.
2: I'd already uh, tweeted when they announced, I think it was on Friday, oh, okay. that um, when they said that Corey Norman was going to be in the pass the ball comp, I was like, fuck, that's going to be so
1: awkward. I, I, I totally missed that tweet. He just I was,
2: refuses I was, to pass the ball. I was, he did well, he I was did a blindsided.
1: <laughs> learned Passing a couple target. of things though. We learned a couple of things from this though. And she like, fuck me, Gandalf can pass all right for the rest of the season. We have to paint target rings on their outside backs. <laughs> and then JAB, I finished up and said, Gandalf is the leader in the pass off. He actually fucking got the lead. Unbelievable. Timmy McIntyre. I didn't read his, but he he said I'll be fucked. Well, I want to want to point out special attention on Timmy. It's Gandalf yeah. because you 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 know you can you shall not pass. Yeah. Gildof. Gildof. <laughs> We didn't name him because he doesn't like Mondays. <laughs> he doesn't like
2: Monday, or he's got an affliction for band aids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We didn't name him for his <laughs> for his ability to raise vast amounts of money for starving Ethiopian children.
2: <laughs> Timmy. Gel- Geldof, Timmy Timmy, too much time running the water, not enough time keeping uh, up with world events, mate.
1: Timmy McIntyre. get around him. GT three fifty one. If he was running Jones. the water
2: over to fucking Ethiopia, he'd know who Bob Geldof was.
1: <laughs> exactly. GT three fifty one underscore Johns. Had to give out three, two, and one for kids soccer. I refuse to give points to the young Mitch in the team just because of his damn name. <laughs>
2: That's the sort of bitterness a, John's renowned
1: for. It is, but it's, <laughs> it's 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 nice once in a while to see what that bitterness isn't directed towards us or yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, you for, the, for the choice of teams that you know we we have exactly uh, semi boy nineteen eighty six. Sent us a picture with his uh beer. He says it was a chilled beer, but it's in England so it was warm. We don't fucking lie. The first English
2: straight out of the oven and put it in the cooler. Yeah.
1: The first Englishman with a chilled beer. Cheers, guys. Mrs. ain't keen on his and her stubby coolers though. Because of course he's a previous purchaser of the old school ones. And uh Warriors suck balls. He got his, he's in Japan. It's a Japanese chapter of Twill, Welcome at Mind for a Barbecue. Bring your own or BYO chopsticks and subservient partner. Ooh. Topical. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. r (laughs)
2: I'm taking you.
1: (laughs) r Great ep this week, boys. In brackets, not just because of the Tigers game. The feedback was hilarious. Anyone who doesn't like it is a wanker. Wow. r coming out strong. Wanker versions with the real talk. Yeah, I can't even... You know, I can't even bust out an r on him this week. I mean, like the... We can. You've already done it three (laughs) times. (laughs) Well, the first time I was just saying it like yeah, like Nor. That's his fucking name. Facebook. I mean, Facebook was... And went off this week Ben Johnston sent, sent us a link to a story on a Magpies forum quite old about Trevor Cogger who was celebrating his birthday I believe it's the end of January or yep. thereabouts and there's a little story in there about his first grade debut and I hadn't seen this story before had you seen the story before?
2: yeah I have, I have heard the,
1: the urban legend this legend should have been legend, more legendary than, than legends, any legendary thing Contrary to popular belief, Trevor made his first grade debut in round three against Canterbury at Belmore in 1981, which was not the game that Trevor gained widespread media attention for. That game was the following year, but also against the Bulldogs, this time at Lidcombe. The legend is that after Trevor completed his lower game duties, he settled down on the hill with his mates and a meat pie. Some say he had beer as well to watch the first grade game when the public address system rang out. Trevor Cogger, please report to West Dressing Room. The rest is folklore. Trevor scored two tries, his first to top grade, and the Magpies won 16-7. Sounds like the sort of thing Trevor would do. I would uh, like to see the truth behind that story and how many beers he actually, how many beers he was down before he got in there.
2: Well, I mean, it it speaks to you know my calls over over the last season or so to, to get Trevor on the show mm-hmm. and uh, you know what are our people doing? Why
1: get to we? get to the bottom of these stories like that.
2: Yeah. Does and, he indeed have golden testicles?
1: And, and and you know how good your son got. How seed much better than, seed of the golden how, testicles. How much, can you believe how much better he is than you were? Stuff like that.
2: Well, why would you say that?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't, but I'd be thinking it. Trotter's Trevor, Trevor fucking... Cogger is a fucking
2: uh, a club legend. He's a saint. He's a saint. He's a saint. Trevor, Trevor Cogger, Cogger is a dare saint. How say? How many saints have sons that turn out better than they are? They're fucking saints for fuck's sake.
1: Yeah, give him time. Fucking kid's only like 16, is he? Hey Trotters, sent us an email. Uh, sorry, a message on Facebook said I no longer believe in curses, but I believe Ricky Stewart is a shit house coach.
2: I concur.
1: That's real talk, but I, I mean, like, you know, let's be real. I mean, it's pretty pedestrian comment, but I just thought it's proof of life. It is. People, just all the listeners. I mean, I've been asked about. Fucking I'm sure half I'm of not
2: it. the only disappointed person, but look, Trotters are
1: still out there. I've been uh, I've been asked Lurky. like half a dozen times. You know, what, what's fucking mm. deal with Trotters? And uh, no one's ever asked me because they know I don't a, care. <laughs> But he's alive, and so that's just proof of life, basically. Jamie Bradnam, g'day lads, love the show, been listening for the last year, being a Raiders fan, I eagerly tune in to see what you'll say about us each week. Not sure why, because it's inevitable as Glenn not begrudging anyone that you'll bag them, but it's always a good laugh. Anyway, no funny stories from me for the feedback section this week, but I was hoping you could give a shout out to the newest This Week in League listener. Little Jack Bradnam. was born this week, and I'm bloody proud as punch.
2: Well, what a little legend he looks like. Yep. With his his little beanie on. Yep. And, I mean, uh, let's hope he turns out less of a cock than his old man. Because <laughs> uh,
1: and it leads into it leads into the, 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 a discussion point though. Did you let you and, and I mean we've probably been over this in the show before. You know, for you, you know, several years ago. Hmm. Actually, for you, it was probably going downhill about the time we started the show yeah. <laughs> or close to it. Yeah. yeah. Did you let your kids pick who they support, or force feed them like I have with the Raiders on my son?
2: Well, I attempted force feeding. But they when, they're,
1: when they're little, like, amoebas, you know, they don't know what the fuck's got, you know, when all they're mm. doing is just, you know, sleeping and, and on, on the tier yeah. or whatever, they don't have a clue. So you're dressing them, you know, head-to-toe in tigers or, in my case, manly gear. Yeah.
2: Leo gets a touch of each at the moment. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I can't believe you allow that Broncos gear to touch him, to well,
2: be honest. if I'm at work and his mother dresses him, what the fuck am I supposed to do?
1: Well, you've got to ask him what would Robert Louis do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilariously not true. Don't 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 beat your wife, guys. Seriously,
2: we do not advocate that behavior, as <laughs> evidenced by every episode of this show over the last three years. <laughs> Ever since Robert Lewis yeah. did what he did, exactly.
1: <laughs> so yeah, at what point did it... I mean I can I can remember sort of when it was started going wrong for Jackson. I remember why as well. It's, it's funny you should Brad's bring kids. this up. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's funny you should bring this up because Nicklin just found the very jersey that was the at the epicenter of Jackson's implosion into bronco hood. Yeah. Um. I'd been down to Sydney and uh, caught a Tigers game with a mate against Parramatta, and uh, went to the uh, West Tigers Gear Zone in Campbelltown, which is a resplendent store filled with nothing but Tigers gear, as you can imagine. It's perfect. I bet like you heaven on a stick.
1: I just want to, I just want to make a make a comment on the store. Never seen it in my life. Didn't know what it was called. I'm hearing, I'm not hearing the story for the first time, but perhaps the store name for the first time. Just want to know, is the store on the road? It's not, it's not in shops. It's actually no, on the it's
2: road. in a in little fucking. Like, is it in
1: like in a, a strip mall? Set of or? Shops? No. Okay. So. so it's
2: actually it, off the beaten path. Like, it's down where the old uh, Campbelltown Bowl used to be. Uh, or skating. Is it bowling or skating rink? One of the two. And it's been redeveloped into like a um, fucking. What do you call it? Was it like? Uh, a... Like a trade. You know, not trade secret, but all those sorts of shops. What are they called?
1: Like a warehouse sort of. No. Um. The fuck
2: do they call those types of shops? It's I'm like wondering.
1: a like a you lucky know, homemaker center sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, almost like yeah, that,
2: yeah. and um, and and it's in there. Obviously, cheap rent. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's outside it, Macarthur Square. Does it have those
1: big? Stuff. Does it have those big metal poles sticking out of the ground in front of the? Front no, of the no, shop? no, 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 no,
2: <laughs> no. It's on like the second level. Oh,
1: okay. So it's not getting ram raided by no. degenerate magpies. Okay, I just <laughs> oh, had to I clear that
2: up. I mean, they'd have it in their game, <laughs> wouldn't they? But I bought an authentic Tigers jersey, as you, as everyone knows the. Uh, the little kid's jersey, size fucking four or whatever. Yep. Um, and they're
1: like 130 100 bucks at that 100 size. bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, discount Tiger's jersey, of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Even the Broncos one that I bought, Jackson, was 110 Yeah. So, um, I bought it home and uh it, Dad's bought you a little present, mate. Oh, I loves presents. Loves presents. Comes up, holds it up in front of him, takes one look at it. Uh-uh, Broncos, Daddy. So I kicked him in the
1: nuts. That's some, that, that that's I can that's I some, I can put myself in your position there. That's some
2: heartbreaking shit right oh, there. I'd almost fucking walk out. But the, 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 thing, the thing I'm most proud about Jackson to raise
1: himself. is
2: <laughs> if I couldn't steer him towards the right team, motherfucker is staunch though. He's staunch as they come as far as supporting his team goes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> after after stabbing one team in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Well I mean he's staunch as for his second team.
2: <laughs> so uh It turns out that that um, that same jersey is surfaced, and um, Nicklin pulled it out and said, "You know, here Jackson is. You know, it's a few years later. Yeah, it still fits him because he's he's a tiny kid. Yeah, so he's he's pulled it on. He's pulled on the jersey because he had his football in his hand as he always does in the fucking kitchen." He's pulled on the jersey, look, this still fits. And it, it, it admittedly, it's pretty short and yeah. it fits much like the players' jerseys do these days. Yep. Very tight. But he starts running around running around the kitchen as he does. We've got this little play that we run in the kitchen around the family room yep. lounge and fucking cut out ball, he hits it on the fly and dies in the corner and scores. Anyway, he's dropped it. He goes, Better take this off. <laughs>
1: Oh, that could only have been improved if he got gone. Oh fuck, I'm in decline. Like, be... <laughs> I was like, "Eesh." <laughs> so, and with mine, it is you know, it's much, uh, much more smoother tail. Putting manly gear on, you know, first birthday or something, and got his, he got his first dr- proper jersey. And you know, that jersey's now being handed down to his little sister who's, you know, she loves it. She had a manly hoodie. Whenever the footy comes on, you know, she wants to know if it's manly. He's the same, wants to know if it's manly. Obviously Matai's his favourite player of all time. He's got he's onto his second jersey now, one of the Kaspersky Chevron ones. And all's going smooth. And the fact that and he's taken to it so well, and I may have said this on a show a couple of weeks ago, but when Manly were playing the Warriors, we we're watching it on Foxtel upstairs. And he's gone, he just sat there watching it for a little while. And, and he's because of footy cards, he's got t- tons of footy cards, so he knows who all the teams are. And he, he looks at it and he's like, Daddy, there's two teams of cheats on here today. And I go, What? And I was like, First, I was like a bit worried, like, What? Yeah, hang on a minute. fuck are you saying, son? And he's going, The Warriors team and the referees team. <laughs>
2: It's just—it's sad that you've
1: oh, taught him that. I well,
2: just to, no, that,
1: I, have it, I have it. Well, He's where's just, he learn
2: it, Nathan? He hasn't picked that up
1: himself. Probably the same central consciousness that you know it's of. Just sad. Of,
2: you know, let love, the kid enjoy football.
1: The love-giving consciousness that you know the the world of manly you it's know, shit i as, as nourishing. I'm well, you're supporting the team that uh that I support, so I've done something right, Glenn. <laughs> Can you say the same? <laughs> so yeah, uh, Glenn tried to force-feed, and uh, I just let it happen organically, and he made the right choice. Tom Crook. He's one of these POMs, um, do the Super League show.
2: Speak about them in glowing terms.
1: Well, POMs, is, you know, what it, what, that's what they are. POMs are POMs. What am I supposed to call them? Residents of the fucking United Kingdom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Eh? <laughs>
1: All right, gents, before I get to my point, I'll get the reach-around portion of my message out of the way. <laughs> great show as always, although well, my better half and I have been disappointed recently that our weekly games of Glenn Blakely doesn't begrudge anyone anything bingo, have hit a bit of a dry patch. <laughs> Nevertheless, great fucking show. That's
2: two references this week, yeah. about me not begrudging. Well, I've, now, even when I do go to say it, I stop myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm no, not giving you, these you motherfuckers a the satisfaction. You can't
1: do it's. Hey, it's, it's like iCarumba and, you know, all that sort of, yeah, you got your catchphrase, you've got to use it, man. No. You talked this week about expanding the game into untapped areas of the globe, and I want to shine a little light on areas in the Northern Hemisphere where this is starting to gather pace. Away from the usual XGB nations, in brackets, and those cunts over the channel, Eastern Europe is starting to make real progress in terms of professional. He <laughs> French people in Glover, isn't he? Developing players. Serbia is one of the leading lights in this area, with young players from that region coming and trialling with the Warrington Wolves this year, and more than holding their own whilst training with... Some of our games better players last year Wigan had a couple of Canadian guys do the same with similar positive results whilst none of these guys proved to be the rough diamonds now tearing up the Super League These do seem like the first baby steps in the right direction Disappointing thing from my point of view is that neither the NRL or Super League seem to be doing enough to push the sport in the USA. Obviously, American sports are a congested marketplace, but there is a league structure in place, and you can't fault the Yanks for the way that other sports manage themselves in terms of franchising and spreading the money around their respective fields. The fact that there exists a large Polynesian community, not just in Hawaii, but across the US, surely gives Rugby League a crack in the door, so to speak. A couple of teams from this side of the world have link-ups with US sides, Leeds in Atlanta and Castleford with Brooklyn, but this definitely seems to be an area the NRL needs. Needs to be looking at the collegiate system over there produces guys who are more than comfortable with impact sports and definitely gives them transferable skills in terms of running well and tackling. I'd be interested to hear what you both think of this as an idea. And uh, before I lost, and, and of course he knows he knows the feedback. You got to fucking come. You got to come with a story. If you don't come with a story, don't don't bother. Before I sign off, I'd like to share another little story with you that might raise a chuckle. As you probably know. Before Jamie Lyon was a manly stalwart, he spent some of his formative years slumming it with St. Helens. I had the pleasure of seeing this genuinely gifted player on a number of occasions, most notably whilst I was working with kids who had been excluded from mainstream education for social and behavioural reasons. A workmate and I were able to get tickets to a game between Saints and London, so we took some of these kids along. Saints predictably won the game, so we, as we left the ground with a little time to kill, we decided to hang around and do some autograph hunting. After a bit of a wait, the Saints players began to come out, and one of the lads with me, the only one who actually liked rugby, asked me if he asked if he you get Jamie Lyons autograph I said yes and the kid went up to Jamie who was now only a few feet away as he was signing his name the kid looks up at Jamie and says I thought you played well today but my dad said that if you are any good you'd be playing for Australia or you'd be playing in Australia Clearly unsure of what to make of this, Jamie says, All oh, right, what did your dad do? To which the kid replies, He was a bricklayer for a while, and then he worked in a factory, but he doesn't have a job anymore. Sensing quite rightly this kid could dish out banter with the best of them, a wry smile crosses Jamie's lips. He looks at the kid and says, Sounds like if your dad was any good at bricklaying, he'd still have a job. Without missing a beat and totally deadpan, the kid replies, Probably not. He lost his right hand in a machine press, so he can't hold a trowel anymore. <laughs> Lion's teammates and a few fans within earshot erupted into laughter while the action-faced Jamie could only manage a quick bloody hell sorry mate before marching away to the fading sound of people (laughs) cracking up. This in itself is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but having gone on to work with this kid for another three years, I later learned from his mum, a toothless bint who liked the wine, that the father in question never worked a day in his life, was currently doing a four-year stint in jail for burglary, and as far as she was aware was still in fact the proud owner of a fully functioning right hand. (laughs) That is a brilliant
2: story. <laughs> it is. It's That's like a, possibly the best thing to ever come out of England.
1: It's yeah. I'd say it's, it's pretty good. And I mean, on the let's let's go back to, to, to the serious point about the expansion. Yeah, so, I mean, like we you know we we supply very tenuously linked players you know to the US when they have a uh, internationals and um and the Wiggles did a song supporting it. I mean, what else are we supposed to do for them? I mean, honestly. <laughs> 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 no, um, I agree. I mean, I should have like guys like. You know, the rock you think could put you know get him on board to push the Polynesians well, he's, over there. Yeah, really.
2: look at the end of the day, he's he's got some again tenuous links to Australia via the Footy Show. He, he did some stuff with it's Alex tweeting, McKinnon it's and tweeting
1: Bo Ryan and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and Sonny Bill. Sunny,
2: yeah. Um, I, I I get the feeling it's been a little bit of a and and people can certainly shed more light on this as they as they have the information, but it's been a little bit of a civil war uh in yes. America between two different governing bodies as far as rugby league yep. goes and rugby league has lost out uh as a result of that. So and, um, uh, I know fans, David David The fans New, have lost out too. Yeah. David Newey or yep. New yep. has um has done worked fairly tirelessly over there to try and build the game and, yep. and he's done a hell of a job. Um how this this latest development um and and battle with, with you know two prospective governing bodies has impacted the work that he's done. I'm not sure. I'm not, I can't admit, really speak it to well, it, meant, it, it, meant the,
1: it. it. It meant that the national team that played at the last World Cup did pretty well, mm. was only selecting players from certain sides. Yeah. And uh, it, namely, the, the, the finest fucking American I mean, players ever. The Apple family. Apple, Apple Pope and Taco Pope. Oh, the two, Pope family, two, yeah, sorry. Two, the Apple Two, two stalwarts. Apple Pope being the, the United States captain. And captained the side and played in all the qualifiers that in fact allowed them to make it to the World Cup then he doesn't get the fucking run out in the yeah, in, ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, tra- ridiculous. it's a tragedy a tragedy for me because I mean that name alone mate, he's definitely my favourite American player and if it's not him it's his brother Taco or his other younger brother that spinach I don't believe- lasagna no no Pepsi <laughs> oh really yeah pe- 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 P-E-P-C-I
2: <laughs> his Italian cousin spinach lasagna no, I mean, we've been lasagna. through the
1: story of the, the way that those kids are named like fucking crazy it's been going on for three generations in that yeah. family and it's just it's tremendous
2: it's a great story I, I really think the NRL and you know the international governing bodies are, are missing a huge opportunity to try and tap into that market there's this the population to sustain it there's the um, there's the consumers there to to take it in and, yeah. and support it and you know there's certainly the athlete the quality of athlete there to, to make it a, a very very viable
1: and you have your right collegiate, and you do have, I mean, you rightly say the collegiate. The, you know, the impact sports and things like that. But also, it's not just like you know transferring. Uh, you know, guys who don't make in the NFL or guys you know who uh, you know played college football. They've got a college. I mean, you know, the Ivy League colleges have like, you know very rugby. strong like rug, actual rugby. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those guys are instantly transferable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. It's it's
2: a shame, and and you know save for a couple of exhibition games that, that Russell Crowe's organized with Sears, which is, yep. you know, and he's, he's tried to add some exposure there. Um, but there's a number of, you know, like Hugh Jackman's links with yep. Manly, you know, they have an Australian week in, in Hollywood over there, or, yep. uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of ways that they could tap into it and, um, and, and try and build the game, but it can't be done without the infrastructure and, and the right governance. And like I said, David New was, was, was instrumental in that. And, and, you know, maybe add to that, pump some money into it. You, you know, yeah. try and get it happening, get a TV deal. A serious look question, at the UFC, right? Look how fast the UFC yeah. came. You know, we've already yeah. got a sport. We don't have to yeah. create one at the yeah. end of the day, and people lap that up. So, yeah. exactly, it's not impossible. That's for sure.
1: Serious question, though. I mean, given you mentioned Russell Crowe organising Games West South, how many young prospective players have been lost to potentially lost to the game of rugby league because of getting chicken winged and fingered and getting their balls grabbed and stuff by by Rabbitohs players?
2: Look, if they played. <laughs> two or three (laughs) exhibition games multiply those games by 17 players per team and I think you've got your answer
1: yeah so we lost like three whole teams I I think think you've
2: been fairly (laughs) inflammatory and I commend Russell Crowe on the work that he's he's done to try and build the profile of the game in the States and and I really wish the NRL would do more Saguna. Saguna
1: final one for Facebook hey fellas And he he always raises excellent excellent questions that we can share with you guys. And also, I want to hear your stories about indoctrinating your children. You know, success, failure. Give us your tales. (coughs) Saguna, though. Have you ever had an altercation with a footy player outside the game in public? For me, it was Sonny Bill. The year was 2007. I'd gone through a phase in life where I used to hang out with the footy players at one of the notorious King's Cross nightclubs. I mainly hanged out with the lower Bulldogs grade side who were all a bunch of good guys. Most of them were mainly Polynesian had to say that just for you, Glenn. Always, when we were out, we always ran into members of the first grade side, including Sonny. He used to shake everyone's hand, but when it came to me, he would do a Justin Hodges and completely brush me off for no reason. I had no idea why, as the other first graders used to do so, and I would have a quick chat with him. A few weeks later, I was in the bathroom of a club just doing my business when Sonny walked in. Glenn, keep your snake in your pants now. I tried to make conversation with him, but he just ignored me. Enough was enough, so I asked him what he has against me. That he answered, he answered, No worries. It's simple. You're not a footy player, so you're nothing but a piece of shit to me. I completely lost it and told him to fuck off. I thought he was going to belt me, but he just walked off. To this day, I always I, I, he's always spite of him, and I hate seeing him get paraded around as a good guy. Glenn, he might be your Polynesian secret lover, but to me, he's one fucking cunt. Fuck you, Sonny Bill. Fuck you.
2: Very interesting story.
1: How are you going to fucking say something like that to Saguna?
2: Well, I mean, the way that he fucking constantly berates me and makes fucking snide comments about me, I'd quite easily say stuff like that to him. Yeah, he's, he's, trying,
1: he's, but he's just trying to shake Sonny's hand and talk to him. He wasn't saying yeah. anything about it. Look, I
2: think if you um, anyone that, that talks to Sonny Bill or has much to do with him these days would indicate that those uh, those days he was a fairly immature young man and uh, he had a lot of developing and a lot of growing up to do and and that included, you know... He's he's rather infamous. Walk out on the dogs, and I think if you if you spoke to Sonny now, he, and you look at you know certainly the stories that I've read and, and watched about him, all um, with him fully clothed, of course. You know his uh, his Muslim faith and and certain aspects to to life and the experience that he's had since since walking out on the dogs. He he probably would have handled things differently, and you know he hasn't mentioned that that exchange with Saguna specifically, but I'm sure that's one of the things that he would change given that he's uh he's now a, a much more mature I wish and we well had the rounded ability. athlete.
1: I wish we had the ability to front him up again. The Saguna <laughs> I'm sorry in I'm sorry in Seguna, I was having too much fun. <laughs> But, yeah, so, um... Fuck your couch, Saguna. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically, yeah, we want to hear you, we want to your stories of altercation with players. But... We want to hear I, how you raise imagine, imagine if you, you were
2: a footy player... Yeah. ...and you're only associated with footy players. Yeah. What a fucking sheltered world you would live in. Would that lead you to do, you know, certain things like pissing your mouth or...
1: Well, I mean, you're not going to fucking... You know, beat
2: your you, missus after drinking a carton of fucking cruises. You're
1: certainly not going to solve any of the world's largest problems, are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's. I mean, it speaks to what we've spoken about on the show many, many times. Is that yep. these blokes live very, very fucking sheltered existences, mm-hmm. and and do so from a quite a formative age. You know, we're talking thirteen, fourteen years of age when they're starting to get scouted and signed by clubs, and yep. and they're fawned over, and and they do most of their associating with fellow footy players. Yep. And when you become an adult and you've had, you know, you hormone testosterone forming years formed around you know everything you do is around footy players Mm then dealing with the rest of the world probably is a fucking bit of a tiresome little exchange I
1: think you can I think it can happen with anything I mean I remember when I was living in Japan I mean because of my hours I only work you know work with chefs socialise with chefs and you know what what would you do socialise with chefs getting Getting pissed, yeah. You know, having wars on PlayStation, you know, or whatever, with each other.
2: Look, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that a lot of your formative years, Nathan, yeah, was spent with cunts because you are, in turn, now possibly the biggest cunt I've ever met in my life.
1: Yeah, but no, no, no. you no, even the cunt. talk like a footy player. that was, yeah, in but me, nah. that, that, was in, that. No, that's that's been that's just been in me. And you know what? It's only really started since I met you. Really? So perhaps, so perhaps that's the you know that's the team team cool. of two. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, what a powerful influence I wield <laughs> You are, you are Now, so yeah, I mean, let's hear your stories about, you know, altercations you've ever played in public We may sort of cover that a little bit, I think, uh, you know, in some other ones And I'm sure people have sent us stories in with, you know, whatever oh, And how are you raising your kids? Can we
2: please make Shanta exempt from contributing?
1: Yeah, we don't want to hear about, you know, well, you know Shanta's stories are well documented Go over past, the, past the episodes And yeah, if you've got any thoughts about how to improve the game in America Bring it on Hash, rise for Apple Pope. Now, uh, we go to the email, Timmy McIntyre. As you know, I'm a big fan of Ken Sio, so I want to ask the, tool, the tool Nation and you guys have you ever had a favourite player and he signs for another club? It all started off with Clinton and then Michael Witt, then Tim Smith, and now it's Ken Sio. Well, the first point I'd like to make is you've got some ordinary fucking tasting in favourite players. Look,
2: Dead set. Stan Presdy, I'm pretty sure played for Penrith after we played for the Magpies. Yeah. NRL footy facts would be able to Yeah. if I can confirm that. That was probably my first experience. Um Cameron Blair. So catch up. To Parramatta? What
1: the fuck? So catch up. I was disappointed, Nathan. Yeah. I can can't say that a favorite player has ever gone and signed with another club. I mean it could happen. Yes, Yeah. You know could you, could, could yeah, that oh. you, dude? Oh. See, I, I I think I think a players leaving, and usually it's like Princey it's, broke up the Beatles. He's like Yoko, Ono. Eh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, as we know, you know, it was all Robbie. You know, the evidence is clear today. Wow. Um, but I, I think I know players. I know there were players that left, and I was like, fucking damn!" Like Matthew Ridge when he left in Roberts. I mean, I was all super, you know, super League related leavings though too. So there's a lot of other shit going on at the time. There's I I struggle to think of anything that really. Devastated me because the Bob guys, all...
2: and I know he came from another club.
1: Yeah, when he, when he made he he his devastated. name out at the Maggies, didn't he? Oh, he had some successful
2: times yeah. at Para.
1: And then, oh, I no. see. I, th- I tend to think of him more for his Queensland stuff rather yeah. than any club stuff he did.
2: Fuck, he was good at them. That was a first. Time I was really exposed to a guy that just fucking busted his ass yeah. in games.
1: What a fucking tireless worker that, that bloke was. I think the I think the with me though like favourite players maybe I was I was just lucky to to pick good to pick good ones that stayed forever. But it was always guys like Beaver and Tubi and that you know that never left. So
2: some of the things that used to get me with Wes was guys that used to like be pretty shit. Yep. There was a fair few of those sorts of blokes at West. Yeah, Graham Mackay is yep. a classic example. He was a winger, a big, huge, very fast winger yep. at West. Scored some good tries, even at the Magpaws. Showed up to a game at Campbelltown Stadium one day in the wet and left his boots at home. So played the whole game in sneakers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the things that you can't get away with these days.
2: <laughs> played the whole game in sneakers. He was our goal kicker. Missed a few goals, to say the least. Slipped over on a couple. Yeah. No studs to hold him up, of course. No, yeah. Wet game. And <laughs> these are the days when they used to have to get a helicopter at Campbelltown, well, Arana Park, as it was yeah. known then, get a helicopter after a big deluge to and try, try and disperse off of some <laughs> of the fucking water. These are the times we used to live in. <laughs> so the helicopter leaves and then out trots Graham Mackay and his fucking loafers yeah. to try and kick goals for the Western Suburbs magpies. Well, fucking heady days. They so were. he lived
1: so far away that from the time he arrived at the ground, which you'd assume would be significantly well, before kickoff. I'm pretty sure he wasn't
2: living in Campbelltown. Couldn't That's get his missus so to
1: fucking run him down or, you know, someone to swing by. Hey,
2: you'd have to ask Graham Mackay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Went to Penrith. Pretty sure he played origin, didn't he? But if, if not, he fucking kicked ass at Penrith in a yep. big way. What, what, what gives there? Players yep. that leave and just become fucking five times the player you ever thought they were going to be.
1: Yeah, so, favourite player. Did you have a favourite player that signed for another club? I'm trying to think of situations where that could possibly have happened with people. I can see yeah, some of these Canberra guys might have got stung. Canberra supporters, maybe, mm. you know, maybe Carney, maybe Duggs, or something. You know, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's possible. I'm trying to think of, you know, any other real big uh, seismic shifts in, in you know, players moving about. Maybe Jennings, you know. Oof, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, so I'd struggle to call him your favourite, you know.
2: Oh, a lot of people probably did. He was a fucking icon in Penrith there for a while.
1: Yeah, but your favourite player? I mean, you know, there's a lot of other, you know, better options for favourite players. And, you know, then you could be like Timmy, though, that has, you know... Shit taste. Look, Shevkovsky, with Tim Smith... Well, I've heard stories about Tim Smith today on Twitter that he's a bit of a... And uh, Ken you. What does that mean? Bit crazy. Bit out there. This is before he's documented mental health issues. <coughs> uh, I saw the Mitch talking about today. today. Go catch up on it. Yeah. So... But yeah, generally generally shit tasting shit tasting players. And clubs. Going from Mr. X. Can't name the person who sent it through. Didn't want to be named. It's not controversial, but uh, you know, it's quite a nice email. A few months ago Glenn mentioned on air how Twitter gives people a ready-made community on Twitter to interact, which is very true. One of the great things about your pod is the interaction with the Gronks you seem to attract. I joined Twitter only to troll you, Muppets, and as Glenn said, I found an instant group to to interact with. Twitter's quite amazing, in 140 character bites, you interact with total strangers, but you get to know them, and it's not uncommon for people to share very personal things with their Twitter friends, and it's amazing to see people they don't know in real life rally and support them. Well, last night I interacted with one of Twill Nation's members via DM, and he's doing it tough. He's just gotten out of the mental ward of his local hospital, and sounds like he's going through some really tough times. I'd love if you guys could give this champion a shout out on the show and wish him well from me so there you go well wishes to you sir yes we don't know I, d- I, didn't say who I was, it was
2: waiting for you to say who it was no, I was no, like are you really it... going to name this no, no, person no, He, didn't, that, he didn't, can't be helpful he
1: didn't say who it was and he didn't want to be named either because he didn't want people going through yeah, yeah. his timelines, yeah, you know, yeah, trying yeah, to find yeah, yeah. you know clues and stuff like that So,
2: look if uh, if you're going through a tough time and, and you can listen to this show to to escape a little bit or fucking laugh or get angry at stupid things we say or whatever then mm-hmm. you know We're happy to do our bit and let's hope things turn around and you can uh, fucking brighter days ahead.
1: Yep. Let me catch up for a beer.
2: Or several beers. Several beers. If that is helpful to your predicament.
1: Alcohol's probably not helpful to anyone's predicament, though. Probably not. Still, the offer's there.
2: Maybe just take them out
1: gambling. Now membership post—we've posted off all outstanding memberships and uh, the, and new member packs. Uh, if you haven't got
2: yours yet, complain about it. It's yeah. bound to show up within half an hour.
1: We've had some classic ones like, "Where's my pack?" And then they're like five, like, you, like you're fucking shitting me. Literally five minutes later, it rocks up. So uh, you yeah, know we've we've had members in Japan and a couple in the UK report back that they've got them. So we're going to assume that everyone else has got them as well. Um, Eddie NZ, If you listen to the show this week. Uh, Yours has gone to New Zealand, so you know, obviously you're in the States watching fucking wrestling a lot. Uh so yeah, get it when you get home, eh? And so that means we're into the last chances for people to get twenty fourteen memberships. Um we're still in the planning stages of the Brisbane meetup. We've got some ideas. They're fairly they're fairly good ideas too, I thought. And yes. uh so we're just waiting to hear back. But uh it'll be offered to members first. And it'll be free of charge entry for members and then there are certain, it's going to be capped. If it's at the place we, we think it's going to be, we're going to have uh, a maximum of 80 people. So it'll be offered to members first, and we, I, don't, I don't know if we have that many Brisbane <laughs> members, because uh, I think the, the majority of them would come from New South Wales or Sydney, but uh, it'll be offered to the members first, so they have the opportunity, they'll be in free of charge, and then we're going to do the sums, and um, you, know, we might, you know we've might we got to wait and hear back prices and that, but we'd, you know we'd love to be able to put on drinks for members as well, for free, but in any case, we'll be throwing some food on. Yep. At your insistence, Glenn. I was like, oh, fucking. can can starve. Well, Glenn's like, no, no, no. We I'll be
2: them. like, well, I'm going to buy platters of food for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's probably polite to share, share them.
1: Share some for the members. <laughs> so, uh, in any case, uh, I guess we could say, I mean, whether it turns out the venue we're, we're looking at at the moment or another venue, uh, we're looking at Saturday, September 13, which is the night of the, uh, the first weekend of finals football. So it would be the second and third games or, you know, you have one on a Friday night. Did we say
2: this first or the second weekend of finals? I
1: think it's first, isn't it? No, because that's
2: early September when we're going away for Jackson's birthday.
1: No, I I said round 26. Right, okay. And you said no, you couldn't do round 26. Yeah, right. So first weekend of finals is the week after that. (laughs) So, you, so, oh, don't so,
2: fucking yell at me, man! I was just making I'm, a point. I'm, I'm just saying, you know. Well, you're getting aggressive,
1: Nathan. I'm, oh, this is I'm, what I'm talking all about. All I'm saying is, you should know when your son's birthday is. <laughs> and, and if I say September 13, that should uh, that should either ring alarm bells to you, and then you go, "Yeah, well,
2: September 13 is
1: good. I'm good for that." Okay, good, good. Because otherwise, it was just going to be without Glenn.
2: <laughs> and so, which may have encouraged people to show up, <laughs> maybe, more people show up.
1: Maybe, maybe. No, but I think you know we could play like a. Yeah, not like a pin the tail on a donkey game, but like a you know, kick glean in the balls game or something like that. You know, that'd be but that'd be a big one. We wow, prob- probably a
2: very good game. Look, I've got massive nuts. <laughs> like, you need to make it a challenge
1: for people. <laughs> so they're following following the, we get the response to the members. We'll offer it to members via email, so make sure your email The email that we'll have for you is the email that was attached to the PayPal account that you you paid for your membership with, so make sure that's up to date, and if it's not, send us an email to Hello This Week in League, let us know who you are and what your email address is so you can get in on it, offer it to you guys first, then we'll look to release additional places for anyone else who wants to come and... um, There'll probably be a ticket price involved, uh, just depending on the cost, etc. We've just got to find out how much the food's going to cost and that kind of thing. But uh, obviously, we'll be keeping it as cheap as possible. We're not looking to actually make any money on this. We just don't want to lose any money on it. Um, so the best way to get on board and guarantee your place is to get on the website, grab a membership. We've got about five each of XLs, two XLs, and three XLs available, and one extra small. So small, medium, large, and four XL are Gonski. So uh, get into the other ones, and uh, yeah, we can still hook you up. News. And this one, uh, recording show late, actually paid dividends this week because the Asada shit came out today. And uh, some past and present Sharks players have been offered one-year suspensions, backdated to the 1st of November last year, if they admit to taking banned substances. The uh, 17 players had received Asada show cause notices this morning, and... Uh, as several players have been offered a, t- a deal that would see them free to play regu- or to return to regular duty this November, effectively a ban of just over two months. It is not certain whether all 17 players have been offered the same deal. It's believed Asada was willing to compromise because of the inordinate delay in the investigation as well as the fact players might have been misled into believing they were taking permitted substances. Wade Graham, Anthony Tupo and Nathan Gardner... Uh, was spotted going into their lawyer's office I was talking about it. Uh, and these these players must admit guilt to get that backdated sentence, which is, you know we'll talk about after, I guess. Cronulla released a statement confirming that five contracted players, Gallen, Gardner, John Morris, Wade Graham, and Anthony Tupo had received show-cause notices. The statement also hinted at a deal and revealed all five players will be in consultation with their lawyers over the weekend. The statement read Players have been offered a proposal regarding a possible suspension which they need to consider before the weekend with the players to consult with their legal representatives over the next two days in relation to their individual circumstances. The Sharks will continue to act in the best interests of the players and in providing ongoing support both to those issued with the notices as well as others in the club, while solicitors acting for the players will continue to manage the process on their behalf. At this point in time the Cronulla Sharks Football Club will be making no further comment on any matter relating to the asada investigation or today's developments so this is interesting they've got 10 days to respond and they can choose to challenge the challenge the notices uh in the administrative appeals tribunal or federal court
2: how fucking long does that take another eight. Hours. well
1: this yeah this is the thing obviously it it speaks to I they play while they appeal Yes, yeah, that, until it actually comes down, they can continue playing. And there were some articles that uh, came out today saying that, that Paul gallon is the one that's in the trickiest position, really, because he's been potentially offered this deal. it put him out until uh, the 1st of November, which means it would put him out of, uh, you know, rep duties at the end of the year, where it's, you know, quite a lot of money per game. Plus, he wanted to have three boxing matches over this off season, And so the amount that was tallied was something in the vicinity of $300,000 possibly that he would lose by... Meaning to it, so does he fight it? And I think it's it is a ridiculous decision if they're if they're misled to you know being as legal. I mean, that, what I just think the it's pretty harsh on
2: the players. Look, if a player has gone outside the directive of the club or, or the policies and, and yeah, programs yeah, that book. the club puts in place, yep. and gone out and and sought the supply of peptides mm-hmm. of their own accord, yep. then fucking drop all sorts of forces of hammers upon them. Yeah, like, I have no issue with that whatsoever because it's fucking stupid. Yep, but. To expect a player to question the 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 professional opinion and advice of a club-appointed professional,
1: mm-hmm.
2: when, as we've already said, motherfuckers lead pretty sheltered existences from the ages yep. in most cases from of thirteen to fourteen, and we've heard you know Sass say from O'Neill say in the past that they respond to anyone in a fucking polo shirt. Yep. So if the club-appointed and, and the club-appointed professional is wearing a polo shir-
1: shirt. Perhaps it was it says, like a stethoscope around his yeah, neck or something exactly. just to indicate that he's a doctor. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. Maybe
2: he's wearing a naughty nurse's outfit. I don't know. But if he says... Here's what the club wants you to take. Mm-hmm. They're going to fucking take it, and they'll
1: take it every day of the week. What are the ramifications of being a contracted player for a club? And in your contract, no doubt, has certain directives about you know that <laughs> you need to take what we tell you to take. You know, or, you know, conduct your your uh, your diet and you know supplementation according to what we say. What happens if you say, yeah, you know, they rock up with you, and you go, no, I'm not taking that.
2: Unless a player has a specific education outside of of football, yep. as far as a, a nutritionist or a dietitian or a, or a um you know, a personal trainer where that sort of education about steroids or peptides or mm-hmm. any of those sorts of products and supplements um, and, and they're well educated on it where they could say,
1: no, I'm not fucking taking that. Yeah. Um. But even if they did, what do you think the ramifications would be in a club situation? The club's like, well, no, you're fucking... You're in breach of yeah, contract. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, what <laughs> the, so, so, that's the, so if that's the case, fair. then that would mean that the players are in a position where they don't really have a choice. And yet, so they take him and then they get punished for it. I think if that, I just think it's a fucking slippery slope and I think the, the club would probably be <laughs> liable to, you know, legal action.
2: Absolutely. I think if the players go down, then they will like
1: sue if the had, Like if, if Gallon has to miss out 300 grand, I mean, what's to say? He's going to get out know, from somewhere. He's going to sue for his reputation and, and lost income, mm. which he can document because the fact of the matter is he'd be like, you know, the second guy picked for the Australian side. Mm. Yeah, so Behind Robbie Farrow, I agree, yep. Robbie Farah's been stamped never to represent again. I don't, I don't think we'll see him back from New South Wales.
2: <laughs> he just single-handedly won you a series, and you can still speak about him in such. He was a
1: handbrake. It would have been three nil. <laughs> <Robbie Farrer. laughs>
2: anyway, back to sharks. Um, yeah. Look, there's a lot of people that aren't sharks fans that are, uh, you know, calling delighting. them cheats, and and they are delighting in their in their uh, their tough times. I'm not. I don't really subscribe to that theory. I think it it is pretty harsh on the players that have. Have just essentially towed the company line. Yep. Um, and you know, people like Dank and, and club officials, with the exception of probably Shane Flanagan, have, have had a fairly smooth ride so far.
1: Was it the entire squad in 2011? I'd mean, I say 17. So well, I don't think it would. I don't big think it would be it. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder who were really the guys that missed out and why. Mm. And and you know, and what's this? Uh, and how did they manage to not.
2: Yeah, excellent point. These I don't have the answer to, to that.
1: Because, I mean, you've got a top-level squad of 25. There's 17 mm-hmm. on the block. So, yeah, there's clearly at least eight who didn't... Sure. Yeah.
2: Maybe they didn't get injured because it was a r- an oh, injury so recovery. Ah, oh, okay. You know. Interesting. From my understanding. And, yep. yeah, it's take, taken 18 months to get this far. If players start fighting and appealing, as is their right if they honestly feel like they've have been led up the garden path by the club? And club appointed officials and, and professionals, um, I don't see any end to it in any
1: any quick time yeah. frame. and sure. and the flip side of this is if they don't if they don't elect to take the the generous offer from Asada, then they could you say
2: get... generous, but they, they I said generous. I was doing like this with my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was it, doing the quote. It thing.
2: automatically labels them a fucking drug cheat, which is not something.
1: It does, but it also gives them a suspension that's not really a suspension because they're not they're they're not going to make the finals. And none of the players involved are, are a chance of playing finals football, so they don't actually miss anything and they're back for the step before pre season kicks off, yeah, really, or the, the very start of the off season, you know. So um, the flip side is, though, that if they don't take it then and they lose, then they're looking at, you know, two years from the time when, the, you know, there is yeah, no backdating I, and that kind I of thing. I just
2: wonder if the club throws them under the bus and says that they're ultimately, ultimately responsible for what they put in their bodies, which is it just opens up so many more grey areas. Yeah, um, for every club, I think and they're every responsible player. in the
1: sense they're responsible in terms of not taking shit that they're not that they're told not to take or that they're not told to take mm. outside of the club. And sure. if it's something that's actually the routine thing in the club, you know, procedures and you know, no, I no, just it's on the club.
2: I think the club would loathe to have these appeals go to a, to a, you know a court in the public domain. Yeah. And have you know players telling explicit details as to just how that program of peptides was laid out? Mm-hmm. It, it's I don't think Cronulla can win there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't think so either. Next up, Dane Gagai wants to return to the Broncos, the club that sacked him two years ago, and he will start negotiations with Brisbane over the summer with with a view to joining them, not in 2015 but 2016. He's set to be the first example of Bennett's pull. As an ex- the explosive pack has told close friends he wants to play under Bennett for the rest of his career. Jesus, sounds familiar. He'll be a major threat to the Broncos when Knights attempt to end Brisbane's final hopes on Saturday night at Suncorp Stadium. He's been in sensational form as Knights continue to shock teams ranked above them. Newcastle made a formal offer to extend Gay Guy in June, but he decided to sit on it. He will now test his value on the open market with Brisbane favoured to sign him. He's off contract at the end of next year, and it's understood he wants to follow Bennett back to Brisbane for the 2016 season. Gagai was sacked by Broncos coach Anthony Griffin two years ago following a string of minor disciplinary issues such as wearing the wrong attire and arriving late to team meetings. Now Bennett is replacing Griffin he can return to the club he debuted for in 2011. His management company has not spoken with Bennett directly but incoming Knights coach Rick Stone contacted them on the weekend to ensure that they knew he wanted Gagai long term. Gagai has nothing against incoming coach Stone but simply credits Bennett with shaping him into a professional footballer and wants to continue his development under him. There could be a push from, from Gagai to move north as early as next year, but Newcastle will block any poaching attempt. Bennett emphatically denied Gagai would break contract to join him at the Broncos next season. So. Danius. Yeah. The new, the new fluffy comes a merge.
2: I just, I find it interesting these blokes as professionals um, want to be tied to a particular coach for the, for the majority, if not the entirety of their career.
1: Can you imagine anyone that's actually, you know, I mean, Fluffy's obviously the biggest example of current coaches. I'm just trying to think. I mean, Dez has proven he has no pull. He had the opportunity a couple of off contract, family guys. Who, who, Lewis who, Brown? Yeah, I mean, if Elijah they, Taylor, but did Isaac they, John. But they de- did they declare their everlasting? You know, that they want to play. I'm oh, not, just not that to my knowledge, but I mean, it.
2: At the end of the day, they've they've followed him to to the same club, and there's a there's a few of them. There's probably there's an element, probably not as graphic as as Darius, um, and I think you know it's it's been shown that Darius, a lot of Darius's connection with Bennett is um, sexual. I is think that that's harsh. Like? I think he's.
1: I thought that was. Gonna, I was just trying to finish. Sentence. I think that's
2: very harsh, and I think given Darius's current predicament, I think we need to be a little bit more sensitive, and I think that.
1: <sighs> You are such a soft cock.
2: No, I'm really not. I just think that (laughs) given recent developments in that story, I think we probably need to be a little bit more sensitive as someone that can relate to issues with depression and anxiety, Nathan. And I feel like if he is the type of person that would only feel comfortable and, and able to function in the right fashion around Wayne Bennett, I can see where he's coming from. I think he probably... Sought the wrong type of profession with yep. those sorts of issues yep. that he's obviously faced for a large part of his life. Yeah,
1: because yep. they, yep. the 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 indication is that he's you know has been for you know for his whole life.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think his or parents his have got life a lot to, life. parents have got a lot to answer for there, as we've oh, said yeah. before. But um, look, eyes has, has come a long way since he left Brisbane. I think mm-hmm. it probably helped him, and yep. he's one of those guys that probably a bit like Justin Hodges, I think. I think the time where Justin Hodges left and went to the Roosters, even though it wasn't the most successful time, yep. I think it probably helped him upon his return to Brisbane, and, and he was probably a more complete, and well-rounded um, player for the and and person as it, for the experience. I think Brisbane, over and above a lot of other clubs, is a very again very sheltered experience. We can keep coming back to that word, okay. but um, you know they put him under a fucking blanket there. If you're a fucking bronco, you're a Bronco and, and you you know, you're Im, Im, um immersed in the culture there and um and it was only high you know, it was only on another level level again when Bennett was there. So um that would probably lend itself to these guys having those sorts of connections, but I think he's he could well be doing himself out of a lot of dough. Yep. If his if his sole focus is going back to Brisbane
1: because he's well,
2: he's know, come a long way he's 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 had a good season this season in particular
1: I think his timing is, will, will be perfect to be honest he'll he'll have to start out in the wing which he probably won't like but Justin Hodges doesn't have you know maybe he's got two years left in him oh, I think so he might have one more injury for he, Justin Hodges yeah. next
2: season long term oh, I think that'll be the end of him yeah that's
1: it so he'll he'll have one he'll he'll have a uh, one year maybe he wouldn't on the be wing. against it. Yeah, he'll have one year maybe on the wing and then he'll then he'll have a centre spot and you know you'll yeah. probably get Copley in the other one. So yep. I I think the, I think the centre position is ripe to open up for the Broncos over the coming years. Sure. Cool. So you know it might turn out to be a good move for him. Okay, next this is a, you know, this is probably just politicking before a big game, but Jared Hayne has accused NRL referees of favouring clubs with superstar forward packs, insisting they get away with things in the wrestle that we don't. Having only won two penalty counts since round ten says, Parramatta are paying heavily for fielding a pack without current state of origin or Australian representation. And uh, he says, uh, the penalties, it's because of who we are. We haven't got the big name forward, so we get no leniency in the ruck. You look at clubs like Manly, Melbourne, Canterbury, South Sydney. Why are they going well? Because they're wrestling in tackles. They're getting away with things we don't. We don't have big name players, so we're not getting treated like they are. That's I can just, have a cry, mate. Dead set.
2: Every team wrestles. Every team wrestles. I yeah. think you'd have to break down every fucking penalty before you make a blanket statement like that. You'd have to break down um, penalties given and conceded in the ruck by way of, of wrestling tactics to, to make a firm case. Yeah. Um, Jared Hayne does have a habit of complaining after every decision, mm-hmm. whether it happens in the ruck or in the crowd or fucking in the in goal or anywhere on the field. Or off the field, for that matter. Statistically, he, he does go to the referee with arms outstretched quite a considerable amount of times during a game.
1: Statistically, though, uh, he, the the stats don't back him up because the uh, the most ruck penalties for any side this year is the Gold Coast. Second, the Storm. Third, Roosters. Mm. And they would be two teams that you'd think he would he yeah. would categorise as glamour, you know, whatever. Yeah. The Eels are back in fourth position, so you know. Is this, I think it's not just ruck penalties. I'd love to see a breakdown of the penalty counts in every Parramatta game. Maybe referees got penalties. something
2: against forward packs with repetitive names. Paulie Paulie and
1: Moi Moi yeah. and-, and and Parramatta have taken steps to rectify that <laughs> by dropping Fui and Paulie Paulie was named in the New South Wales Cup side as well.
2: Yeah, maybe that's the case. So maybe
1: that will. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I think uh, yeah,
2: it's probably a shrewd move because given that they're playing Manly mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, you know, if referees are a little bit sensitive to these sorts of things that come out in the media, and are looking, uh, you know, there there are talks that happen pre games and and issues that are going to be highlighted and focused upon by the officials, and he might get his way, and and wrestling might be a focus on that given night, and it might win him a couple of penalties given the field position that might win him the game, but I don't know that overall that he has a legitimate issue and a, and a, and a real gripe, yeah. um, given that you know, and I, I think the the star power of his forward pack, um, you know, maybe they, maybe the staff, the forward packs with the most stars are just better at wrestling. Maybe that's why they're stars. Well, just better, it's better, <laughs> better players. players in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's face it. I'm sure East uh, fans and, and Manly fans would. would you know I don't think they'd be, too, you know, talking too much about winning penalty counts either, because <laughs> mm. that rarely happens for either of those guys either, as well. Um, next up. Ah, Laurie Daly sign I don't really give a fuck About that story Another two years for Origin Blah blah blah
2: Good sign Gives New South Wales stability Good for, stability you. Good for well. you
1: Laurie Job's not done yet Gotta win the next one And so on and so on You know He did the job though And against Against my expectations I have to say I didn't rate it at all Mine too
2: I didn't, I didn't think That he was going to Make a great coach And he certainly Proved me wrong um, And I think his efforts With New South Wales Have been uh, Been very very
1: good The results certainly Speak for themselves yeah. Sure We'll move on to the next one, this this uh, ball boy gate thing. So uh, the NRL, they failed to take any action against the ground official at the centre of the Parramatta ball boy gate. However, a timely holiday is ensured that ground manager Bruce Richards will avoid any further controversy this weekend. Richards, a part-time employee of the NRL, was accused of placing the blame for Parramatta's narrow two-point loss to Canterbury last Friday night on the two Eels ball boys, following a controversial no-try ruling. The incident was sparked when what appeared to be a match-winning try by the Eels was denied by the match referee because the ball boy threw the football to Parramatta winger of tail instead of placing it on the touchline. Richards vehemently denied criticising the two ball boys, despite Eels coach Brad Arthur labelling the incident as unacceptable. An NRL official told the boys they cost Parramatta the game, which I'm disgusted in, Arthur said. The kids feel privileged to be ball boys, and when they're held accountable for a game of football, it's an absolute disgrace. That kid is going to remember that for a long time, a long, long time.
2: I think Gus Gould and I know a lot of people don't agree with things Gus Gould said during commentary but I think his point about a professional billion dollar sport mm-hmm. on on you know some of the biggest stages at the moment at this time yep. of year has a rule that is reliant upon the actions of a 10 or 11 year old kid yeah um determining the outcome of of its games yeah is is fucking ludicrous, mm-hmm. and oh, I don't like the rule anyway. I think that if you get the scrum feed, it that's enough. Says, of, yeah, it, it's it, enough of an advantage if rule you kick a forty says, twenty. The rule,
1: the rule never says the rule never says a quick tap. The rules is you can have the tap, or you know you can have yeah, the tap. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean it's a quick tap. And the mm-hmm. ball, like like I said, the ball gets placed on the line by the kid, and then you take the tap. Like Look, any, any at the line end of the day, fighter. the rule is the rule. So the, yeah. the the actual
2: adjudication of the referee was correct. Yeah. I feel.
1: Well, I mean, let's face it. A, it had to be placed on the line. It wasn't. It was thrown at the player, which obviously leads to, you know, momentum and things like that for the defensive side. Sandow didn't even tap it anyway. He sort of mm. put it on his thigh or, you know, on his knee. I mean, I'm sorry. That's and if I our thought. under
2: sevens carnival is ending to go by, there's a couple of refs in particular, one in particular, two that were doing it fairly extensively, but one in particular was fucking adamant. Yeah. Tap the fucking ball with your foot. She. Fucking blue play up a bunch of times for. That's good though. I, I mean, mean, like you know, get it in drum it Our enjoy. boys, our boys are so well coached that we didn't have an issue. But some of these <laughs> other teams. Yeah, so, well, I I just think the rule needs to change. Give give them the scrum feed, and yep. I think that's enough of an advantage that you've you've kicked a ball, you know, within a certain area. Yep. Um. It's it it's it's a skillful effort. Um, it, it can change games. I, I just don't like the quick tap thing, and certainly if it's dependent upon a ball boy.
1: I don't mind, I don't mind the, the, the tap, but I mean, this thing that has to be like a quick tap is ridiculous. Mm. Redu- a quick tap is, you know, when you get a penalty and instead of taking the optional kick, you decide to go. Yeah. That's thoroughly 100% and in the hands of the player who the does it.
2: the fact that Tai was, was demanding the ball, Yeah. and then you only have to look ahead to the Tigers game when Brooksy kicked a 40-20 and Blake Ashford takes it 10 in from touch, not 20 in from touch. Yeah. The players don't even understand the fucking rule. Yep. So, you know, say what you want about the fucking ball boy, but Tao is a professional athlete playing in, you know, in a billion-dollar sport and yep. doesn't understand the fucking rules. Yep. So hammer a 10- or 11-year-old kid all you like, but you'd probably be having to look at some of these blokes.
1: Could be a future in the game of, like, you know, gaming the, the, the ball boys. You know, give them some fucking lollies and that, you know, like, you know, to do
2: stuff. That, you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't think it'll come to that. I think this off-season the rule will be changed. And
1: I remember and in the, Manly game, in the Manly game against Newcastle before our levels, you know, towards the first half of the season, that Manly one with um, the field goal from Cherry Evans right at the death, 15-14, I think the final score was. There was a situation there where Newcastle uh, scored a try to go ahead 14-10. Gidley was taking a conversion from... Uh, Yeah, not touchline, but you know, probably ten fifteen in left hand side of the uprights, if I recall correctly. Couldn't get a tee to save his life. Finally, ball boy gives him a tee. He misses the goal, which is probably one he, you know, he certainly was in. You know, the six point lead coming down the end would have won the game. Ball boy's name? Jake (laughs) Watmo. Dead set. Manly fans knew, but like you know, in the general, you know, <laughs> probably wouldn't have known. But yeah, that was what most kid fucking in a lair like his old man. <laughs> and it turned out to be, you know.
2: Surprised you know. he didn't fucking try and chicken wing Gidley out of the goal. Um, what about, that, fucking what what about that grub from Chelsea that kicked one of the fucking ball boys in the English Premier League last season or yeah, oh, a couple yeah, of
1: seasons they, ago? Did he boot the ball into him or did he? Yeah. Did he yeah. The
2: kid was like I mean, the kid was being a little prick. He wasn't giving him the ball, but he oh, yeah, Bobby he doesn't deserve. He that was clearly the home. Him.
1: He was, he was a home ball boy doing a yeah. wasn't he? Because he sure. was sort of giving him the ball thing, like yeah, here you go, not yeah.
2: Yeah, so he's like fuck you. I'm going to kick the ball in your face.
1: Yeah, that was pretty fucked. <laughs> These fucking ball boys, eh? <laughs> fucking jerks. A lot of them. <laughs> Recaps. First game, South Sydney Rabbitohs, 42, defeat the Brisbane Broncos, 16. Um, Rabbitohs, 42, came from a hat-trick to Greg Inglis, as good players do. Chris McQueen, Elodie Kiri, Luke Kiri, and Ava also with tries. Reynolds, six from six conversions, and Ben Lowe, all people got one. Brisbane Broncos, 16, came from tries to Justin Hodges, Sam Thiday, Jack Reed, and Corey Parker, two from three conversions.
2: I think this game probably shows that Cias and Manley are clearly a class above the rest of the comp at the moment. Um, just really clinical from the from the bunnies. Uh, they would they would probably have gotten the job done without English's heroics. Um, but is the the fact that Inglis played his best game of footy of 2014 and was pretty much untouchable for 80 minutes certainly helped their cause and yeah. and made the, the scoreline a lot more convincing um, than what it might have been otherwise. I still think regardless the Rabbitohs would have won. They just play the type of game that the Broncos can't really go with, um, and I think just on the Broncos, they've really toiled hard all year. They've been competitive um, in in pretty much the vast majority of their games this season, um, and we've said before. It probably speaks to their the culture that's been built at the club over over a long time. But I think in games like this, when when teams just have those other levels to go to, and and the the upper echelon of teams in the competition. Can just keep going and rising. The Broncos can't go with them, and I think this yep. game probably illustrated that.
1: Yeah, I have I have absolutely no comment about this game, none, <laughs> none whatsoever. You're just being a troll now. My opinion on on South Sydney Rabbitohs games I've been informed is uh, is is invalid, and uh, and I can't I can't offer an opinion that differs from um, basically well, I, I jumping up no, and sucking sucking their penises.
2: <clears throat> I think if um, if South forwards. And and namely the bird's eye can continue to to roll over the roll through the middle, remain unsuspended,
1: <laughs> which isn't um, you give, which isn't a know, given.
2: There's there's certain elements their game that are fairly simplistic for them, but they're hard to defend against. And I think the way their forwards can get a roll on is is key. Uh, Reynolds' kicking game is, is also really crucial in in what they're going to try and do. Certainly come finals time, but when you can sprinkle a bit of GI gold dust over the top of that. It becomes yep. a really fucking hard thing to deal with, um, yeah. because when he's in that type of mood, like he was against the Broncos, th- there's nothing that anyone will be able to do. Yeah, it also illustrated that um, he's played those games plenty of times before, but this oh is yeah. probably the best one I've seen for a long time.
1: It illustrates, you know, that the Brisbane Broncos aren't a top eight side, and if they somehow manage to fall in, you know, they're going to be cannon fodder in the first in the first round. And also, the th- thing that I want to wonder is how bad are the fucking dogs right now? The Broncos <laughs> this Broncos side fucking blasted them mm. <laughs> blasted the dogs. And uh, yeah. And
2: like I said, the Broncos have a type of game that can give certain sides a hell of a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um and the scoreline the score line here was a reflection of, of Greg Inglis's dominance. Yeah. yeah <laughs> really? Definitely. Like South would've won anyway, but I think Broncos probably would have looked a whole lot more competitive on the scoreboard if not for for England being
1: so fucking great. Would have been a closer game, I and mean, you don't know how that affects the mentality of the opposition, things like that. I yeah. mean, you know, blah, it's a blowout's a blowout. But the um, result
2: is what it is. So yeah, it sounds very
1: convincing is. in the end. And another week, another grub. Ben Teo has accepted four weeks for another chicken wing. Madge has got some answering to do. I mean, he's the king of grub coaches. I think he's far worse than Bellamy. The I mean, common Bell- denominator Bellamy. is Melbourne Storm
2: yeah and well, I think all, it's the, pass, the unspoken, yeah. sad truth about our game.
1: The problem is though he's the apprentice, not the master, and I think Bellamy's better at concede, you know concealing it Sure, they, put,
2: they look once they all branch out, they put their own flavor on it, but yeah. you can't you know the Jeff Lemas of the world, Adam Blair still got it in his game yeah. um you know it's
1: clearly seeped into the bird's <laughs> eye <laughs> I mean, with the you know, squirrel grips and what and whatnot, chicken wings and so on, Yes. so yeah. So, you know, they need to keep their forwards on the park. And, yeah, it's not a foregone conclusion the way they go at the moment. Never underscore trendy 82. The Broncos are done. Outplayed by the August Premiers. Gotta love Shane, hometown Hayne. Griffin and Reed are dud. Hash, kick them back out. I think that's directed to the Rabbitohs. Unky D. South's dreamtime motif jersey. Highly effective in representing 40,000 years since the Bunnies last won a Premiership. Cruisy 06. So much South hate. <laughs> I, know, I know. Isn't it funny? I don't get it. I think I, I think it's not South's fault. As I said last week, I don't think it's South's fault. Lost in between the nice things I said about South last week. I don't think it's their fault. I think it's Channel 9 over the top, and that turns people. You know what I mean? People get think sick it, up here it, in Channel 9. It,
2: it, it is a South thing, and I think it's a Sunny Bill thing. You know, like the way they've fallen over him. Benji yeah. as well. Not so much this season, but certainly in the past with the yeah. Tigers. Benji could, like... And he did have some really fucking bad seasons Yeah, with the Tigers. Yeah. But you would never have heard that on Channel 9. No, well, they're going they to push him. He's a, from, he's a contracted employee.
1: They're exactly. Suck his
2: balls. Jared Hain, yep. 2009... Fully justified yep. fully justified yep. two thousand and ten through two thousand and thirteen less Not so that much every yeah. fucking game you got it, and right. there were some games where he lived up to it as you 'd expect to do with a player mm-hmm. of that quality, yep. but every game, no matter what he did, if he touched the ball four tackles prior to someone else doing something brilliant, yep. Jared, you can put that down to Jared Hayne 's work four tackles ago <laughs> when he ran the ball back. From his own trial line. Crunched by, a, the line, fullback by a straight position, <laughs> And was tackled
1: by the defence. Really? We yeah. can put it down to that? Okay. Uh, Cruzy06, Rabelow fans scrambling for grand final tickets after beating a bottom eight team. Hash, Channel 9 tailor-made premiers. So there you go. That speaks yeah. exactly to it. Shunter86, poor Broncos fans once again left wondering what may have been. If only planes flew out of Sydney <laughs> when it rained. Hash, GI no fly. Uh, you fucking what, mate? U underscore FKN underscore WOT underscore M8. There's a lot of
2: thought into that, isn't it? Yeah. It's just
1: too much hard work. Yeah. Bunny send old horses to the glue factory. Even 17 fullbacks can't save them. <laughs> Hash Broncos in decline. Hash army of fullbacks. And finally, Eddie NZ. I'm not convinced Bennett's the man to take over, but we can't continue under hook. Last three seasons, unacceptable for a one-team city. Moving along to the Canterbury Banks Down Bulldogs, 18 defeat the Parramatta Eels, 16 at uh, ANZ Stadium. And a good crowd, just over 30,000 people in attendance. And the Bulldogs, 18 came from tries to Greg Eastwood, Mitch Brown, Aidan Tolman, Hodkinson, 3 from 3 conversions. And the Eels, tries to Jared Hayne, and a double to Semi Sandow, 2 from 3.
2: Pretty costly loss for Para. I think it's a game given the, Bulldogs, them, I think. given the Bulldogs' form leading up to this game, and I know um, as we get to pretty desperate, but it's really a game Paris should have won. Big game, yeah. they had the momentum going in. Um, they had eight, the
1: momentum coming home too, you know. Yeah,
2: um, you know, to, to get pipped eighteen sixteen, um, and you can make what you of the ball ga- the ball boy gate situation, but they should never really been in that position to have to jagger a try from a 40-20 quick tap to
1: They were on such a roll for the last 20 minutes, say, Mm. if not longer, they really should have cracked them.
2: And I guess, you know, given the the dog's current predicament, you do have to give them credit for their their scramble and their desperation in defence. Just the dogs found their grit and they found, you know, their customary grind, you know, in in those times where it was a real arm wrestle and and each team was, was trying to Show that their desperation was greater than the other sides, but whether they've found that in time for the finals and can can write the ship, um, you know, remains to be seen. It needs to be judged over a few more weeks yet. But um, as Ennis said in the post game, you know, two really desperate sides, Parramatta still, you know, trying to build on you know, their form of the previous weeks, and the Dogs trying to turn things around. Um, it, it led to a pretty high quality um, game for the most part. In um in front of a, a decent sized crowd. Yep, yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. I mean, this this I think this is... I haven't looked at the the mathematics to talk about teams with their mathematical chances, but the Eels have a very tough tough uh, tougher uh, mountain to climb if they're going to make their way into the eight. Yeah. This was a very winnable game for them. I mean, you know, even they're, though it they're in a situation
2: in now where they can't lose any more games, and mm-hmm. um, you know, with another week's worth of momentum. Mm-hmm having won this game they would have been looking a whole lot better now yeah. they got to, you know effectively got to start from scratch again
1: yep okay uh, Erebus Chaos I fucking hate Hayne but fuck me that cunt can play someone get a fire extinguisher <laughs> hash cunts on fire Andy underscore Seags Radradra believes in making semi-tackles
2: and you know that was another thing some of the choices Parra made at the end of that game Radradra going from dummy half when they had a full line set out to the right yep um, you know, which is, it's fucking Hayne's bread and butter.
1: Yep. That shit. Yep. You know. You had a nice, you would have cut three guys out, you know, out to the other wing. And, exactly. Yeah. we've seen it happen a hundred
2: times, you know, or even Sandow with Hayne as a foil. Yep. Sandow, you know, throwing a dummy and scooting through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just really selfish brain explosion from, from Rad Radra. And, you know, that wasn't the only one, Hoppawati going into touch. Yeah. Um, shortly after that
1: that mix up and there's a tweet uh, coming up about Hot uh, Mitch Doyle 08 I blame Dave Smith have we looked into having more ball boys surely we could get a ball boy bunker uh, Unky D
2: first then half his finger on the pulse of the game
1: first half looked like the Hain plane was all MH370 MIA but he eventually turned up and went all MH17 found but destroyed too soon for that or what? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. GT351 underscore Johns. Tough game, much improved effort by the Bulldogs. Hain almost did it. Bulldogs held tight, thankfully, against the Hain plane. Finally, Jake underscore Chook. Has there been a bigger myth in the NRL than William Hopperwato? In 16 games, he has two tries, three try assists, six line breaks, and three line break assists per Fox Stats. Hash Bigfoot.
2: I see your point. I just think it was always going to take a season. For him to to get anywhere, I mean, and maybe another off season for him to get back. Let's be he real. Was.
1: In 2011, he was fucking great, but he had a decent side around him too. Just quite well. Late. That's true too. Premiers, you could even say <laughs> best side to comp that year, eh? But,
2: <laughs> but anyway, then you know, yeah, it's then, pretty pretty easy, you know, for a young kid. It's a, it's a pretty cruisy ride into first grade playing
1: on the outside of some of those blokes. Yeah, well, Jamie Lyon, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know. exactly. Um, you know, he made he Wolfman look like a winger for probably two or three years longer <laughs> than he should have <laughs> if he charged
2: Wolfman royalty for, royalties for just how good he made him look he'd be a fucking millionaire
1: now um, yeah and at the end of the day two two years on his Mormon mission I mean riding, riding a bike doesn't have, do anything to your tackling technique and knocking on doors doesn't do shit for your but fucking passing game
2: two years from your from your prime of an athletic pursuit is going to have an impact yeah and you know, it wasn't like he was two years playing another
1: sport. If he was two years coming back to Manly, you better believe that Donnie would have had him doing some shit on his yeah. in his spare time up there that would have kept him a lot more ready than whatever Gronk shit. Well, The, the shit stories that he were said.
2: that Para had a gym set up out the back of his church. Yeah. There in the latter the latter stages. Yeah. But,
1: but let's face it's it. Not so. have, when have you ever been impressed by Parramatta's strength and conditioning? Um, you know, some of those big some Ricky, of those
2: Polynesian boys go all right as far well as the they, strength. Goes. They fucking
1: pop out that way, though. <laughs> and, and, and remember, this was all set up under the auspices of Ricky Stewart's reign. So, honestly, how good. Next, the St. George Illora Dragons 34 defeat the Canberra Raiders 16 in Canberra at GIO Stadium. The scorers were Brett Morris with a hat trick, Josh Dugan, Peter Mattyatia, and Jason Nightingale with a double. Wid up three from seven. Goal-kicking made this score a lot fucking close and deserved to be. Canberra, their 16 came from tries to Papali, Joe Croker, Jordan Rapana, and two from three conversions to Croker.
2: Well, the hoodoo finally ends for the Dragons and, and probably the perfect time for them. They're, they're one of the teams that really needs to win all their remaining games to, to have a chance of making the eight. Um, and this is a pretty significant mental hurdle for them to overcome, but they managed to do it. And I'm not sure if it's got more to do with the Dragons being you know, being a bit mentally tough or, or were mentally primed for this game or the fact that the Raiders were coached by Ricky Stewart. I assume it's probably more the latter. Um, Josh Dugan enjoyed this victory. Gave yes. the fans a little bit of stick. They were obviously giving him... Jumped up on the roof of the grandstand by a yeah. the, the cruiser. <laughs> I'm not sure he went quite to those lengths, but he certainly enjoyed the victory um, and, and showed... The crowd that was it obviously been giving it to him the whole game. Because um, isn't there
1: any? There's, there's very little. There's seldom. There's there's very little more fun things to do at football than a fucking baker player that used to be.
2: <laughs> Especially the way that he left the Raiders too. You know. Yeah. It wasn't like, well, the Raiders aren't offering me a contract. It's or,
1: good for the soul. It's good for the soul. Yeah. Just fucking like, He made, all those he made an return. ass of himself, and he's fallen on his feet.
2: Don't get me wrong, but. Um, they would have probably enjoyed giving it to him there for a bit until the, such point as the Dragons won. The game started slipping away. Yeah. Because let's
1: face it, at half time they were still in it there in front, Absolutely. in fact.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Just think if the Dragons are to make the eight, Morris's finishing might just be the thing that gets him over the line and into the eight. I don't think they've got, um, they'll have much to say come finals time if they are indeed part of it. But he, you know, he's ability to finish is, can, can single handedly win them games you know he makes tries where other players have got no hope. and when you've got Nightingale on the other side who's, who's no, no slouch either yeah pretty, uh,
1: pretty fair the you rifle, rifle Clive Churchill medalist in 2010 let's face it I agree I yeah. agree wholeheartedly
2: um, yeah I just you know we've, we've sung Morris's praises on the show many times but um, you know when there's a, a bunch of those sides that are just scratching trying to you know Trying to win games and find ways to to make the finals, and you know when you've got guys of with that with that quality um, finishing off your backline moves, you're in you're yep. in good
1: stead. Tall Hayden appointing Ricky Stewart was the worst decision anyone at the Raiders has ever made. John Monaghan's Labrador porno shoot included a fridge too far. Great to see Canberra Raiders having another week off. Going to be crazy fresh for next season. Ash Ricky's masterstroke. And uh, Mr. Underscore Wars, who uh, who had a, from a, a successful mini-meet-up in England uh, with uh, Shana and Elvis and uh, old Sammy. So, had photos. Sharing up on warm beers. Yeah, and we retweeted them. They were, they were loving the warm beers. Warm and, beers know. and even warmer hugs, Nathan. <laughs> That's quite touching. But Mr. Wars, speaking of warmer hugs, I want to know what it feels like to be a Canberra fan. So, I've asked my missus to slip three fingers in my poo shoot tonight. Hash, so brave vintage wolf.
2: She, she could have put three fingers in fucking five pots and pans up his ass, and he wouldn't have touched the swords
1: <laughs> yeah oh a mild breeze <laughs> yeah. Storm 48 feed the Sharky 6 down there at Amy in front of a shithouse crowd of just over 12,000 people the Storm's 48 came from tries too Corabetti a double to Fenua Sisawaga Jesse Bromwich Will Chambers a double to Tim Glasby Jordan McLean and Cameron Smith six from nine conversions to Sharkies. Simple try to Valentine Holmes and a conversion to Michael Gordon.
2: Nothing more than a training run for Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, Cronulla were pretty ordinary, and Melbourne were fairly went about their business without too much resistance. And it's pretty obvious Cronulla's year for for a number of reasons can't come to an end soon enough. Uh, for Melbourne, you can see that they're building. Um, they're still. You know, trying to convince everyone that they're the same side. I don't think anyone's really going to be convinced of that. But their experience um, and and the quality of Slater, Smith and Cronk uh, come finals time is is going to make them a formidable opponent. I just, you know, games like this aren't exactly readying them for finals time. And Mm -hmm. I think they really need to be sharpening their edge a little bit, um, which they've been doing fairly well over the past month or so. But... um, Yeah, I I don't know that they have that same edge that they've had in the past, um, but they're still going to be, you know, like I said, a formidable opponent um, and one that you're going to have to prepare very, very well for uh, if you are
1: facing them in the finals. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got some big game players in there in Crump and Smith, so... It all comes from them. And, you know, it gets and to other guys other as well, people. through the forwards, like Hoffman um, and yeah, Bromwich as well. Bromwich, is, yeah. He's in really good form. So, yep. <clears throat> Up, 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 Cronulla. Sure, Sharks lost big. But two hours later, Tigers showed bigger and better ways to lose a game. <laughs> Thank you, Tig Pies. <laughs> DeLorean Gray. So the Sharkies steal the Hash Brave title. Geez, poor West. They have nothing left now. And How uh,
2: did a Storm Sharks game lead to everyone just giving it to the Tigers?
1: I, don't, I think it's because the Shark is like well we're going bad but currently there's another team that's getting flogged you know by more true yeah, but by the, you know, still you're running fucking it's, it's, it's classic deflection and um, up 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 Cronulla said Chechen and Perinara clearly have a problem with the way Sharks play football in Bellamy's words hash refs false I'm sure Bellamy <laughs> uses that hashtag all the time <laughs> Sydney Roosters 48 to feed the West Tigers four at Leichhardt the crowd Which I believe, uh, if I saw correctly, it's certainly in the in the bottom twenty crowds of all time, and it's the lowest crowd documented since I think it was nineteen (laughs) ninety seven. Five two nine seven was the crowd. It's fucking appalling. That is appalling. I mean, the weather wasn't great, but that's fucking appalling. The roosters. The weather
2: wasn't great against Manly in round fucking five either. Yeah, I don't think it was sixteen thousand. Yeah,
1: I don't think it was as bad as this, but um, yeah, yeah, that's right. They don't have an excuse. They weren't the wheels hadn't fallen off then, so they're still turning up. Michael Jennings, Sam Moa, Anthony Minicello with a double. Letters, two dads, Tupo Mitchell Pierce, all with tries. Maloney seven from eight conversions and a penalty goal, and Tigers. Troy Hitchcock's, Corey Patterson, renowned goal kicking <laughs> maestro, missed with his only attempt.
2: Another goal kicking winner, Corey Patterson. <laughs> 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 Eight 0 at half time, and you thought that the Tigers, even if they didn't go on to win the game, they'd probably restored a little bit of faith from their you fan thought, base. Sorry, you, you thought. I, I don't think they were, they were terrible. I thought they they tried hard. I don't think they had a great deal to offer in attack.
1: West squandered a lot of a lot of you know potential scoring. You know, West other, did. No, West, sorry, the East. They they. I mean, they could have been better. The,
2: the, look, the signs were there yeah. that <laughs> the Tigers
1: was going to turn into an anomaly.
2: <laughs> yeah. But the fact that they did indeed keep them to 8-0 at half time was a positive I thought. Um the fact that for the next 40 minutes they then proceeded to quit on themselves, their jersey, their fan base and the rest of the club and anyone associated with it was probably the most disappointing aspect of my weekend in a, a weekend where my son was probably sicker than he's ever been in his entire life which led to him missing his last game of football for the season plus his carnival on Sunday. Um, which I was fairly shattered for him for, and here I was fucking having my football team, the West Tigers, who I love dearly with all my heart, uh taking my heart and smashing it into sixty five million fucking pieces and uh and ruining my entire weekend. I think <laughs> just on the uh on the roosters, they did look sharp, but they certainly didn 't look forty eight points to four sharp yeah um, and you know, we say that I've been saying that the Melbourne Storm aren't the same side they were. I don't think the Roosters are still not the same side they were not twelve months ago. Yep. Um, but fine-tuning their attack and um, again sharpening their edge uh, in in a pretty pretty easy training run won't do their attack any harm. Um, but you know they they're going to have to need to muscle up in these last few games to to prime themselves for the finals. But for the Tigers, it's you know. Robbie came off and they started...
0: They, they certainly
2: they certainly looked a lot better than what they did when he was on. Um, again, not a great
1: look for Robbie, but... Um, Do you put that down? Do you think that's the team going, OK, Robbie's off now. It's time to show that we don't need him.
2: Oh, I don't know. There's a it's conscious show, thing. I think Robbie
1: ultimately has the support of, of the players. He's probably got the full support of the players. In the fact
2: that they're going to punt him. <laughs> well, I mean, the players can't make that decision. Yeah. I am... Um, you just you'd love to have that intimate knowledge of of exactly what the fuck is going on and and listen to the the conversations between board members and and the hierarchy at the club and 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 how that filters down to the players including Robbie farah because with with all the work that's been done and and the the retention of of the young blokes you know the development that we've had of Brooksy even Moses and Tedesco um in the games that he has played um, you know, the the emergence of of Blake Austin mm-hmm. as, as a huge part of the team, um, Gave, Tapia. You know, there's been a lot of a lot of positives coming out of this year, but you look at the way they're trotting out there at the moment and, and representing their is, club. How positive how
1: positive really is gave
2: Well, he has been. He's I a mean, fucking
1: spastic, that guy.
2: Well, he's got some issues with tardiness. Oh got to <laughs> <laughs> Um. It's again it's just it's max of unprofessionalism oh, it's you shocking. know and it's it speaks to to the general to seeming seemingly speaks to the general attitude of the playing group and and I'd love to know what that is a result of if it's if it's a playing group that's disillusioned with Robbie if they're disillusioned with the board or grant mayor or I just want to fucking know yep. and we're getting a lot of spin out of the club about you know the players want to turn it around and play for you know it some pride back in the jersey but you're getting thumped by forty every week. Yeah.
1: And, 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 and it's not like we got to another
2: game. Look, at Western suburbs, certainly in the in the nineties, not so much early nineties when we you know miraculously made the top five and you know gave, you know, quality teams like Newcastle and Canberra runs for their money before being unceremoniously fucking pumped out of the first week of the finals. Um in the two proudest moments of my footballing life up until two thousand and five. Um they didn't have a lot of great players yeah. in the, in those 90s years. No, but they gave it. I mean, you know, they you know, they, they tried their best. They, was, at, it was
1: cattle that was the problem for them. That's, that's yeah. exactly
2: it. You know, at the end of the day, Robbie's an international. Galloway's played Origin. P- Woodsy's played Origin. You know, Tapio's now played for New Zealand. We've got, you know, the most hyped up potential halves combination young halves combination I'm not going to put too much on them because they are inexperienced Booksie was just coming back from injury as well but it's not like they've got a team of chumps out there and and they're putting these sorts of performances together it's it drives me fucking nuts Nathan is what it does mm-hmm. I don't mind losing and I don't mind a side that has you know no real comparative ability with their opposition getting done by a decent scoreline yep But when you look at that roster, and I know that we are missing a lot of players, but fucking some of the tackles we missed, it wasn't because of the players that we're missing. No,
1: we're we're pretty. There's personal (laughs) responsibility that needs to be taken there. Exactly. Uh, You know know these tweets aren't going to be good, right? No, no, no. Jesse MC21. Robbie goes off. Tigers play half okay. It's his fault. Nate was right. Beautiful. I'm Tim McIntyre underscore. Fuck me, Tigers are showing some spark in attack when Robbie Farrer is off. Robbie's fault. New hashtag, hash fault. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. Another cricket score. Start the game without the number nine. Tigpies will have a chance to compete then. Hope it continues next week.
2: And that's someone that needs to be very careful because if you remember that, our last quality performance was against yeah, his very against side. Dogs, Who yeah. we play this week.
1: Yeah, East With fan. Corey
2: Patterson on the wing, so yeah. kill me now.
1: East fan. I wish I'd asked Glenn for a jersey bet.
2: <laughs> Chances of me taking that?
1: Nil. None and fuck all. Shana and Elvis.
2: Because, you know what? Yep. I've already paid out jersey bets this year to a Parramatta fan and a St. George fan. Yeah. You think I'm going to take one from a fucking a, a fan of the defending premiers? Yeah,
1: like you bought me about three jerseys over the time <laughs> of this show too. Jesus fucking Christ. Shane Aaron Elvis. Tigers proved that London Broncos could operate in the NRL but only a 44 point loss this week. Has Tigers in incline only way is up. Yeah. Settle down. Uh, Matt McLeod. I feel sorry for Mick Potter. Players are just phoning it in at the moment. Has shithouse. Has Tigers in incline. And I would agree.
2: One of um my uh, before LeBron James moved to Miami and started uh, winning titles with his mates when he was at Cleveland, my favourite ESPN writer, Bill Simmons, used to have a saying that he was just—he would just mail in performances. But yeah. it was that good that it's him, still, him I, mailing it in was still enough, fairly convincing, yeah. you know. But <laughs> he's just—you know—he'd say, "Just LeBron just affixed the old stamp to this one and, and pumped in twenty odd points." Or he, essentially, we don't have any. LeBron James is on our team no. but we've got plenty of people mailing it in yeah sadly Changing the name not fucking post, good enough Postman Pats or something
1: but <coughs> but, Unibombers yeah, and they, and they send me that, lots of
2: fucking letters and they blow up my fucking face
1: people are always talking about the Tigers in decline they go, oh it's not in decline anymore and they're basing it on things like oh you know if we finish don't finish in 15th or oh, we finish better than 15th and it's not Tigers in decline to those people I would say this End of last season, you had a coach, you had rookies, shit was looking up. The year started off nicely for you, know, can't, don't get me wrong, can't begrudge any of them that. Then the wheels Careful fell off. Careful saying that, mate. Careful saying, can't then, begrudge Then people. the wheels fell off. In a big way. Robbie, Robbie, he's mentally stable this time last year. He wasn't whinging, he wasn't fucking cancer in his club. Now we've got Robbie Cancer, the players playing like they want to see Mick Potter get absolutely arseholed.
2: And the players are playing might- like they want to see, you know, for all the, the fucking bleating about playing for Mick Potter and the players, you know, they, they like Mick Potter, Mick Potter's going to be fucking Rob Starkey shortly
1: in a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it might be a little bit different to Rob Starkey because, I mean, you know, at this stage, Potter can see it coming a long way away. <laughs> but I think he's getting surprised. <laughs> Spoiler. Newcastle Knights, 28, defeated the New Zealand Warriors, 22. 28 points went to a hat-trick to Sione Mattyatia. Oh, no, sorry. He's a Matautia. I forgot. <laughs> Joey Lailua got a try. And Channel Matautia. I forgot the Newcastle ones and Matautias. Kirk Ely, two from five conversions. And also two penalty goals. The Warriors, 22 points, came from a double to Fusatua. A double to the Beast. Mona by and Nathan Friend. Townsend, one from five conversions. Costly, costly misses.
2: And a costly loss for the Warriors. Um, one of those sides, again, that really needs to win... And keep winning uh, in order to make the eight. They're by no means guaranteed of a final spot. Uh, and at the same time, Newcastle, you know, are forming a little bit of a habit of of beating sides above them on the ladder and giving their fans something to be proud of to finish the year on. Um, some of the finishing in this game from the wingers. Yeah. Metaudia, I mean, a couple of Mataudias, Vatave, Fusatua, all with Jackson Blakely specials.
1: What do you call, what do you call, like, yeah, we got the Burjai. <laughs> what yeah. do you call like you know, a gaggle of matadors? You know, a collective noun for for the for matatias.
2: A hungy, a hungy of matadors.
1: Put it out to the listeners if you want that to oh, stick. Don't like my suggestion, mate. I would, just, I would say just you know give me the democratic voice of the people if they want to if they want <laughs> to adopt that because the burgeye's has become a well adopted thing to the point where listeners of the show, some other smart cunts two years down the track will try and think of what a, you know they'll go no it's a burgeye. But it's, you know, it's, it, it is, it's like become the accepted thing. So, you know, if these Matadis keep going the way they're going, might be worthwhile.
2: But, I mean, could you put them in a hungy that none of them could agree on their fucking name?
1: Yeah, it's true. Crisis. Rift. Yeah.
2: Warriors need to turn it around and turn it around very quickly. Um, you know, they've got the cattle back. And... You know, games like this aren't going to hold them in good stead in a, in a few weeks' time when they're, you know, booking their trip to Bali instead of playing finals football. Yeah. So yeah. Will the Warriors go to Bali? Where would they
1: go? Uh, maybe let's go down to, you know, Queenstown or something. <laughs> <Right of> war. <laughs> <laughs> Need to go down to Rua because their performance fucking stark. I actually agree with them. Um, <laughs> for one of the first times in my life, I actually agree with uh, Wayne Bennett's assessment of this game. Heard him speak after the game and he was talking about uh he felt the Knights always had it, you know, they had they earned their tries. He thought that a couple of the, the, the uh sorry, the Warriors tries were, were arsy. Essentially, and they kinda of, they didn't work they didn't have to work for them and you yeah, know, they shouldn't have been scored. And uh pretty happy. I mean, you see he's protected old Sioni Metau one, you know, doesn't want him to, you know, get too many interviews, read the papers, that sort of thing. But I actually heard him talk about him, and he said that he's uh, obviously coached a number of players over his over his career time as a coach. And, you know, some fine young men and so on. And he rates Sione as well as any of them. So he's talking So much about his brothers. Massive rap. Yeah, he didn't mention his brothers at all. But, I mean, this is obviously talking... I think everyone wanted, you know, talk about Sione, given he got the hat trick and yeah. he was also man of the match. Um... Jet Nightman, 2015 Knights memberships, will need to come with free NIB Health Fund cover if they keep these close games, or so if they keep up these close games. Shane Aaron Elvis, hard to begrudge any Knights fan to win, but some interesting calls from the refs at key moments. Hash refs files, question mark, question mark, question mark. He's actually gone hash, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Fucking Doesn't noob. work. You, noob, you know it doesn't work. Warriors suck balls. Sucking sucks, but really sucking sucks the suck. Losing to the Knights just sucks. Hash HTFU Warriors. Hash defense. The mighty Manly Sea Eagles defeated, or 15 defeated the Gold Coast Titans. 12 at Seabus. A crowd of just shy of 12,000 people. And from all reports, 11,910 well, Manly supporters. The uh, Manly 15 came from tries to Kieran and Brett Stewart, Cherry Evans with a field goal to ice it at the death, Jamie Lyon, two from two conversions, and a penalty goal, defeating the Titans. Tries to James Roberts, Khalifa, Fifi Law, and uh, Aiden at two from two conversions.
2: Pretty game performance, again, I think, from the, from the Titans. Just in the key moments and when the game was on the line, they were just outclassed by better players it's essentially what it came down to.
1: Yeah. I thought that the Titans had all the hallmarks of a side under a new coach, a coach they, they supported and wanted to win for, and a coach who actually can coach. Mm. Because instantly, Henry's turned it around to the point where they were completing their sets. Yeah, That alone was huge from the Titans. They didn't actually have anything to offer in terms of attack. In fact, it was very similar. It felt similar to that Broncos game a couple of weeks ago against Manly where, you know they they went okay. Their forwards went all right. Uh, they got through their sets, and then when it came to the fifth tackle, they were either too far out to do anything, or they just were devoid of ideas. And Manly never felt threatened at all in terms of uh, defence, and they seemed to just have it pretty well covered, despite like a weight of penalties and possession going against them.
2: Yeah, fair. that's a pretty fair assessment for you talking about a Manly game. James Roberts. In 2015, with his off-field and, and disciplinary problems well behind him. um Hopefully. And some quality performances yep. uh, for the Titans. Hopefully a really solid off-season um, and starting the season, you know, in the starting side, presumably. Yeah. Fucking, we could be Star. talking about, you know, this time next year, talking about him just being the absolute revelation.
1: Yep. He was literally the only dangerous player on the Titans uh, attacking side. They had a his bit of, pace is one yeah. thing, his
2: footwork is fucking out as well. You talk about Tilvash Shek teleporting, and I yeah. think that's a really accurate assessment. <laughs> but he's he's not far off that. Yeah. You know, yeah. probably in a league of his own, but James Roberts' pace, fucking hell. Pretty good. Pretty good. You but, know, you only have to you only have to be, you know, a stride or two out yeah. of position mm-hmm. and you you are literally fucked against him. Yeah. You cannot get to him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's it it's gone. that's the a pretty gone.
2: that's a pretty tough
1: defensive assignment yeah yep and um, for Manley's part I mean they yeah, they, you know, they, they dropped a lot of ball in the first half but kept it tight obviously got in the line it got over the line and it was tight at half time it was the last 20 minutes though where you get to see guys like Watmo and Bura just lifting and just, and just picking up the pace in general, the play of the balls and everything like that. And when they did that, they rolled down the field very, very easy and gave themselves yep. you know, a number of attacking chances. And
2: you could also see when Manly were muscling up in defence around the same time as well, they'd yep. OK, we're going to tighten the screws now. And it was a conscious, you know, what seemed like a conscious... Team decisions. ...decision like that, yep. at that point to, OK, this is, it's time to lock this game up now.
1: Yep. And-, and it seems to be pretty clear that they're basically just doing enough to win at the moment. And I saw it again... Written somewhere today that four to six weeks out, Donny basically overtrains him them a little bit, so he can taper them back for the finals, and that causes you know heavy legs and things like that, and uh, and you know down down each performances. And at the moment, I mean, they went through their real, I was going to say it's not baptism fire, but they went through the real the real tough part of the season in July, when they had to win games to cement the, their position in the top four, and now they're kind of there. And they, sh- you know, they should probably remain there no matter what happens. So now it's the point of, you know, I guess, keeping some of the plays. You remember back in July when they were running these plays that people had never seen before and Unstoppable, you know, with 4-0 on the left there to Brett Stewart and then they had another variation with Ballin involved. They are Unstoppable against the Roosters and uh, I can't remember who the other one was against. They've completely put those away for now. And I say we won't see him again until the finals and then Noah will uh, whip out the old... Razzle dazzle. Remove the old. Donny will just get under the get under the get under the car, put it up on the put it up on the lift, pull out the shitty gearbox, <laughs> throw in the <laughs> throw in the Lamborghini <laughs> seven speed, and phew, away they go. Um, Need a beater. Didn't have to go. No, didn't have anything go our way, but still walk away with a win. Now to shake the cobwebs out with big win versus para next week. Josh Hanno 83, which is a stupid... I mean, he had much better back when his barge-ass hands and his Twitter handle was much, much better. And more accurate. He sent this actually... He sent a couple of tweets to us. The first one was like, basically, hey, is there any Titans going to come to this game? Because he was there. And he's like, it's all maroon and white. But he sent this one he said, hey, hey this week in league, I'm convinced that they play Titans fan noise over the PA at bus. Can we have this investigated? Hash serious tweet. Anyone with any knowledge of that? Let us know. In underscore the underscore surf glad we got the two points but fuck me the penalties and decisions against us were ridiculous we certainly missed Matt I, and yeah we definitely did Woody Solo this struggling manly angle the media have adopted is bullshit we're still two points above the deserved winners hash 9 conspiracy and Mup 23 sure Neil Henry has a 0% win record since taking over but don't be mean to him coaching is a hash tough gig and he is hash nice bloke
2: <laughs> I see a pattern forming here, up
1: yeah, yeah I think it's going to be sack Henry by the end of the season Pender's Panthers, Monday Night Football, bitch, 23, defeated North Queensland Cowboys, 22 at sporting bet. Crowd of 7,276, which actually, I think, I think they might have been happy with that. Not, you know, it's not a great crowd, but there was, there was a lot of doom and gloom predictions on Twitter in that afternoon. Well, it was, things.
2: I mean, the, the weather was fucking horrible. The wind was, t- and it was bucketing down.
1: Yeah, I oh, yeah, it was terrible, and it's Monday night, and you know, the rest everything comes along with that. The Panthers 23 came from a double of tries to Jamie Soward, uh, Lattimore, Josh Mansor. Moylan, crucial field goal at the death. Matt Moylan, two from two conversions, and a penalty goal to Soward. The Cowboys 22 came from tries to Kane Linnett, Glenn Hall, Robert Louis, Antonio Winterstein. Three from four conversions to Jonathan Thurston.
2: I think we just spoke about the weather and the conditions that this game was played in. Penner's completion rate for the majority of this game was fucking outstanding, yep. and I think to do that in those conditions against a team in pretty good form was uh, was was basically the key to victory. Uh, I was really impressed with that, and given that you know there's a fair few young blokes yep. that that can have a bit of a brain explosion in in that side, um, specifically in the back line, um, I thought that was a really good sign of their maturity and and probably a testament to their coaching. Soward we we like to rag on Jamie Soward in on this show and I don't see that stopping anytime soon. But
1: look, despite what the media wants us to believe that you know he's yeah, he's playing very well at the moment. Let's get that really out of the way first. He's yep. playing he's I, play- I'd go so far as to say he's in ominous form. He is playing far better than we expected given his performances for the Broncos in London and of course the way he was unceremoniously hold out the back of the Dragons. Sure. But, still a massive fucking cockhead. And we oh, shall continue to call him on that forever and ever. I don't... Um, Amen. You know, I could I could just do without the
2: the gunslinging and the rifle fucking... Such a
1: fucking cock. I'm just... Why? Why? He obviously has like Unless, an army man. He wants to be in the army or he wants to be a cop or something. He's about
2: the same size as a fucking army man. Let's paint him green. Yeah, a little green. green
1: plastic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Exactly.
2: He's in ominous form and I want to give him credit and I also want to say if Penrith make the top four and and they, you know, are getting essentially home finals and, and get some sort of home ground advantage where the crowd can get them home, his his kicking game could, could fucking kill teams. Yeah. Field position, um, repeat sets, that's the key to Penrith's win. I think to, it's actually better for him to
1: finish out of the top four. Sorry. I think it's better. I think that's gonna kill teams. I think the, the teams five through eight are a level behind teams one through four. And I think Penrith would be better served smashing one of those guys out at home from sixth or seventh in the first week.
2: Yeah, you make a then valid point, and then,
1: and, then, and then progressing
2: on. I think I think it probably that you know that yeah. would only heighten people's calls at Penrith have a soft draw.
1: If they- yeah, well, I mean that's that's it's fact. It's it's absolutely factual, and they didn't pick that. They, well, they didn't choose. They didn't choose that. They didn't. Rig they can it. only play it's what's just, in front of them. Exactly. I think the people saying, can't say that all season. I'm when not saying that they had yeah. to play. Yeah, but <laughs> even, when, even when even when you pulled in even when you pulled into two conferences and stuff like that, yeah. and if you're only playing like, you know, yeah, your Melbourne's mainly South, East, you know, those guys, if you're only playing them once, then obviously it's a softer draw than what the then you know, the teams that have to play them twice, you know, get. But like they you know, at the start of the season they wouldn't have looked at it and gone, Oh fucking beauty, we got a soft draw. No, it's just the teams that have been either shit all season and they're unexpectedly shit. Or Teams that have been going through form slumps at that actually you know at that particular mm. time. I mean, it's not their fault. It's not something they. But I mean, it's still something that's... I don't it's know. It's still a could, thing.
2: I don't think you could really say that about the Cowboys. I think Cowboys have been in in
1: pretty good form. Yeah, the Cowboys are in pretty good and, form. I mean, this um, was ter- you know this this was an away game for them, which is never the best. But and you know the fact yeah. is, I mean, without that Simbin, do they even lose? Yeah. True. I mean, that could well, have been. I guess that, we'll never know.
2: Yeah. Um. A couple more points, Matt Moylan. Yep. Fucking the cucumber, we'll call him. <laughs> and not with any sexual connotation.
1: Who was the a tweet back in the day, like early in the season, said he's like Delta Goodrum or something? <laughs> <Has> <laughs> it, have you ever seen Matt Moylan and Delta Goodrum in the same room at the same time?
2: <laughs> he he's like he's he's already won one game this season with a kick from the sideline. Yep. That obviously he exuded confidence the whole way through. Field goal here. Really did he impressive. Field, did he
1: kick the field goal to beat the Broncos?
2: Oof D. Excellent question. Yeah. Quite possibly.
1: Yeah. Penrith nerds will know.
2: They should they certainly will and I'm that's sure they'll tell things, us.
1: That's one one of the few things they do know. <laughs> wow. Penrith Penrith field goal scorers and how to snap your leg like Anderson Silver. Oof, <laughs> that is
2: brutal. <laughs> North Queensland keep finding ways to lose games. They're more than capable of winning, especially away from home. A um, Real lack of composure in this game. And, and Penrith were a team that, that sees their opportunity um, and, and were able to take advantage and win the game. But, you know, let's not forget that the Cowboys had their own field goal-scoring opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the closing stages, JT deferred to, to Robert Louis, and that essentially signaled their doom. <laughs> uh why one of the best players in the world is, is deferring to possibly one of the biggest one of the worst humans on earth um <laughs> is fucking beyond me, especially at this late stage of the season. Um so if if you're prepared to do that,
1: then you deserve everything you get. Yeah, yep, exactly. Put this one down to Louis Karma as well. Troy underscore seventy nine. I was certain that Saud was going to be a massive flop for the Panthers this year. How wrong was I? Hash twenty fourteen revelation. Yeah, relax. The Revelation is out of Penrith way, but fucking by that one. Jar TV. Too many motherfuckers out there, I'm assuming means, out there with a, a PHP in Panthers hating degree. Most improved team of 2014. They may be the most improved team of 2014. I don't think they ha- there's people out there with a PhD in Panthers hating. I mean, Absolutely this is fucking... I've rated Penrith all year and... Let me, and... Let me tell you... As a manly supporter, don't fucking try and tell me that, oh, it's a fucking, oh, what a novelty thing. Just because your team's got successful and has attracted, you know, more criticism than it ordinarily would. The Tigers
2: have been the least successful team since 2011, and uh, getting their share of
1: hate. Yeah, guess what? Deserving, because they've been shit.
2: (laughs) You were just saying that your team gets a level of, of success.
1: No, I mean people hate no matter, People will always hate Manly no matter where they finish. Yeah, also, so I'm just saying it's teams that have much.
2: a certain level of success does attract people wanting to chop them down. Yeah,
1: maybe so, but I mean, let's I just face don't it. Know that, not, that applies to the Tigers. I just Panthers. You're not unique. Fucking, you're not a unique snowflake. I mean, it happens to it happens to every side. I mean, fucking relax. Mickey T, 1985, good win, especially against informed cows with a lot of injuries on our end. Encouraging, we can get stuck into the battle and win
2: interesting that Seguiara is going to play this
1: week when all reports were he's gone for injury. the season. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, no, I'm playing next week.
1: Yeah. No, it's mm. peptides, peptides. Shutter 86. Another soft game but a win nonetheless for the hash cardiac cats. So he's calling them the cardiac cats then also hash the little pennies that could. Oh, fuck. He's got some nicknames. JT not fit the straps out his his headgear.
2: Oh, this is this is where the attitude and the gunslinging yeah, comes from. Oh, Stupid
1: shit like oh, that. Oh, I just think I think I'm about to receive my doctorate from the University of Hating Penrith, Unky D. You should be very proud talking to us. Your years of support and well wishes for Jamie Soward have paid off. The Cat in the Hat is back. And uh, this is the best one, Delorean Gray. If Soward is a sheriff, I'm calling out Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> Previews and kick off Friday night football with Thursday night. Thursday night football, my mistake. Fucking always catches me at the end of the season. Thursday night this is this is fucking terrible though, because Thursday it doesn't just fuck you it still fucks the end of your work week, not just the weekend as well. The doggies take on the West Tigers and um I mean you're
2: assuming that the Tigers are gonna lose, Nathan.
1: I'm assuming that you won't win another fucking game all season. Well and you're playing the Sharks in there too I So you've got a
2: that's, PhD in hating the Tigers I
1: don't, I don't I hate them I do not teach the feel, classes I f-
2: about hating the Tigers I, f-
1: I feel I feel genuine sadness because like you know I don't want your team to be shit I don't want you to be in, you know having this shit, shit know, experience with we've yeah.
2: waited we've waited five years and something we are, we've got something in common I don't <laughs> want my team to be shit either Nathan <laughs> <laughs> but here we are
1: here we are we have to deal with the car. we have to play the cards dealt and uh, yeah doggies by 40
2: yeah, I'm a little bit worried about... Uh, I've, I've discussed previously how much of a fan I am of Tim Laffey, Um yep. can play the game. Uh, and you, the fact that uh, Josh Morris is also there and we've got uh, Corey Patterson on the wing and a guy that's played one one solitary game in first grade. I just think that there might be some misreads in defence and those guys might be putting their wingers away. Um
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, when you Which
2: put... will probably get bundled in touch by Curtis Rowe at fullback, giving the Tigers the ball, and then we will then run in tries from there. I'm just saying that the wingers that's will, the way it's will happen. see some open space. Yeah, and... One positive, yeah. Curtis Rowe's not on the wing. Yeah, cause that's one positive. he's actually made a, a fair fair bit of progress and, and taken his opportunities at fullback with both hands, and I commend him for it. Um, possibly the worst winger in the history of rugby league. <laughs>
1: Jeez, that's a high praise indeed, And I he mean.
2: plays for a side containing Corey Patterson on the wing, who's a second rower. Career second yeah. rower.
1: How's, how how did Corey Patterson get the nod? I don't know.
2: You know what? Why didn't Chris Lawrence go to the wing and Corey Patterson go into the centres, which seems more logical? I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, maybe they'll, the way they'll form up in defence, who knows? Mm. know. Yeah. But yeah, this is not going to end well. Tigers I mean,
2: can win. Well, let's face Tigers it, Tigers can win. They beat the. Beat a similar, all, not a similar side,
1: ago. not the same, but you know, a similarish side, you know, yeah. looking Tigers side, with about the same amount of injuries that, da- that day. That day, ago,
2: Moses and Brooks combined, and the Tigers put on a clinic. Yeah, and they, to, who are we to say that that won't happen again, Nathan?
1: Look, it should, and I hope that they would take a lot of heart out of out of, out of that happening, and you know, and take some confidence into the game and play. Better.
2: Robbie Farrow yeah. against his arch rival. Yeah. What, well,
1: you know, yep. what
2: more reason do we need? Yep. Get out there and get the job done, boys.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's all there for the Tigers. I mean, you know, we're basically so from what, the way we're talking about. I mean, the Tigers are in with a big shot here. But I've I, you've you've have, you've had sold me a little bit. You've won me over with your argument.
2: Sam Cassiano out for the season, ankles.
1: Yeah, he's a fat
2: cunt. <laughs> Fuck that guy guy's in. Danger of never being seen or heard from again, and just popping up in England and then having injury-riddled uh, dude, seasons over there.
1: Oh, dude, your body cannot fucking handle the bulk at which you're playing, and I mean it is a big part of your, you know, your game and your uh, your appeals at battering even, ram.
2: mate. Even if he lost a stack of weight now, I yeah. think he's at the point with his ankles where he's just f- fucked them too fucked, much anyway. You yeah. are literally, you can't rehab that shit unless you yeah. have
1: major surgery. I reckon. Yeah, I sit in a wheelchair for. Yeah, you know, like you can't even walk around rehabbing <laughs> it. Yeah, injuries actually, and that's you know, and, you know, and what's yeah. that going to do with his weight? So he
2: starts from on able yeah. again. I just, I, yeah. think he's going to be you know one of those stories—a guy that was was going to be great and then cut down with injury. But it was you know, would he have been as good sort if he wasn't thought, the size he was? Yeah, well, see, would he part you know? Big part of it, if you he was smaller, he would have had better ankles, but would he have had the same impact?
1: It's, yeah. it's a fucking tough one. It's tough, but yeah, you have some, you have won me over a little bit, and I think the doggies will only win by thirty. Also, oh sorry, also, Friday night football. Did you say the Tigers or the Bulldogs? Bulldogs. Okay, so I said I said at the start that the Bulldogs were going to win by forty. Yeah, right. So you won me over. I'll No, tell you, no, I let's keep points. talking. I'll,
2: I'll get it. I'll get it for whittle it down further. All right. maybe not.
1: Paramount Eagles take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles. Matches around. Friday night football. Perth Stadium. The return of Steve Matai to the side. Obviously, a big boost for Manly.
2: Didn't even realise it was out,
1: uh, he, uh, and he missed, didn't care. Missed his first game for a long time against the Titans, but it was only the Titans, so they probably just gave him that extra week off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it proved to be a wise decision. And uh, yeah, just nurse up those, nurse up those career-threatening injuries, that he carries into every single game. This one, a bit of bad blood they... on the yield side here. fooey has been dropped, mm. and it's his Walk last out of training. It's his last home game. Stormed out of training,
2: probably told people he was going, but no one could understand him. So yeah. it became a much bigger story than what it actually was.
1: There's going to be this presentation of sorts, there for Fooey and uh, a couple of other guys. Ben Smith. Ben Smith and who's the other one? Uh, Willie Tonga. That's it. I thought it was someone decent. And uh, yeah, so apparently he's not. He's not going to. He's not going to flick that because he doesn't want. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to cause like the bad no. blood or whatever. But it's just it is just a bit of a sour thing to to happen to a guy who's been.
2: The coach is entitled to pick the side that he thinks has best chance of winning the game. And if that doesn't include Fooey Fooey more more then so be it. You know, I know it's nostalgic. But, more, has, he really been,
1: but has he really been this that is a side bad that that he doesn't one, deserve
2: two. it? Well, this is, this, this is a side that's had two consecutive wooden spoons and they're a chance of making the eight. You fucking do whatever it takes. And if if the coach has, you know, an opinion that a particular side is going to get the job done.
1: Look, when you're putting I mean, you put someone like David Gower on the bench and there's no place to be... Tell you what I'm impressed
2: with with David Gower. Yeah. <laughs> Is his ability at a split second to make people miss at the line?
1: Yeah, like didn't see any like, of that at Manly. Really? No. Yeah, he's he had hands like flippers for the first fucking twelve <laughs> rounds, and then he started catching it and, and became ultimately uh, a dependable guy in terms of the fact that you'd pass the ball, he wouldn't drop it, and he'd run a few meters and get tackled.
2: Really impressive. Um, his his footwork directly before the line and yep. just making people miss, getting yep. to getting to the outside of their shoulder, and it's um it's It's really subtle, and I'm not saying it makes him the most dominant forward in the game, but it's an impressive skill um you know the fact that they've got penny terrapo there probably does make you question why Fui wouldn't be in the side, but look if the eels come out and win he's he looks like a genius, so yeah, I think the the way to beat manly is to muscle up in the forwards and he' probably more of a chance as Parramatta go um doing that with Fui fui rather than without but I would have thought so. Phil, we can make some fucking errors too.
1: Yeah, that's true. The ball has
2: one. cannoned off his chest quite a number of times in his two hundred odd games.
1: Yep, yep, that's
2: true. They need a they need a performance for the ages from Jared Hayne to uh, to win this game. Power, I'm not sure. That it's going to come, I think mainly will be too clinical, and um, and I, I don't think they'll kill them. I think it'll be a pretty close game. But I don't know if Manly this is going to be the
1: way. week. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know if this is going to be the week where they, you know, where they press go or not. I, I suspect that it why? might be. Why? If it, yeah, why, why this week? Why yeah. would this game? Be? I mean, why it would? just it, it comes down to I think yeah, how much they value the the minor premiership. Like you know, historically, it's not like it's actually a great thing to win. Do you, you get know, money for had, how much money you get for hundred 100, I think. Yeah. yeah fuck.
2: So, I mean, Do you split that amongst the yeah. players, or does that have to go in the cap?
1: Uh, I don't think it goes in the cap. I don't think they split it, though. It's <sighs> fucking rude. It's just something, you know, adds to the bottom line for the club for yeah. the end of the season, I think. But, uh, yeah, I think Manly, I mean, Matai back if he indeed is, is back and plays. I mean, because they, they were kind of speculating it would be a couple of weeks after that chicken wing, and it's only been one off. So... Yeah, you know, the dude has the fucking healing factor of Wolverine though, no, as we know. I mean, he pretty much breaks his spine and his neck and yeah, every single game. Gets up, keeps going.
2: Mainly in a close one.
1: Manly in a canter. If they if mainly in a close one, oh, if I they tried decide, to
2: wind you up, but here you go again.
1: Mainly in a mainly in, in a close one if they decide not to uh throw it in the gear. But if they come in with the handbrake on, you know, mainly in a canter still. Brisbane Broncos take on Newcastle Knights at Suncorp Stadium.
2: 5.30 Saturday.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it'd be disorienting to the Broncos players. Not to Looking at trying to get Jackson
2: to that game. I'm just not sure what the policy of, of buying a kid a single ticket at the gate and then taking him into my
1: member's seat and having him sit on my lap. Well, they'd have to bust you, wouldn't they? They would. You'd have to get caught. So all the members, uh, otherwise they're going to all be taken then? Sorry? The the other seats are all going to be taken? Can't say, look, Troy, just fucking stay at home. Jackson's coming. Oh Jeez. Well. Oh, like, Remember what happened last time you came here. That's all I am saying. Yeah, you are fucking pumped. You don't want to ever see this ground again. <laughs> so, <laughs> this one is much is is a much Knights better game. Form. It's a much better game of, than than it appeared on face value. The Knights have won six of eight. Yeah, Knights in form and, and
2: Broncos desperate for you know they really need to win this game to to try and make the eight. Um, I, I think that you know. There's every chance that the horse, pardon the pun, the horse is already bolder for the Broncos, but um, they certainly need to win all their remaining games to get there. And uh, it starts here against the Knights. I, um,
1: I think this might be another Ben Hunt masterclass. I'm I think it's a believer in the Knights.
2: Yeah, I th- I think the Broncos' desperation will probably get the job done. Um, Bennett traditionally hasn't gone that great against sizes as coach in the past. Um, and, you know, Broncos at home. Ben Hunt, Factor. I'm willing to tip the Broncos
1: here. Yeah, I mean, Ben Hunt, Factor. I mean, he's played one good game since Hook got the arse. And that was the game against the Dogs, and how bad are they going? So, well, we'll see how bad they're going on Thursday night. That's the litmus test for the Dogs. If they can lose to the Tigers in their current configuration after getting flogged by 60 and 40, then fuck me. 58. Fucking relax. You would have been 60 if Thurston hadn't had gone left 50, foot on the last 58 kick.
2: 58 and 44, so just... Well, I said, I said
1: 60 and 40, so I gave you one and took one away. Well,
2: how about you just remain it, factual throughout all your dealings on this show?
1: It balances out. Just
2: try that. Just try it for a change.
1: You come out two points ahead under my system, that's all I'm saying. All right, aggregate. Let's fucking get over it. Gotcha. Yeah, I think Knights will win this one. Um, I'm prepared to tip them. They're in form. They're, they're clearly relishing their spoiler role at this time of the year, and... You know, it'd be fucking sweet for Wayne to to hook hook side out of the finals once and for all. South Sydney Rabelow's take on the North Queensland Cowboys at ANZ. Look, honestly, the Cowboys aren't a travelling side. No. Nah. Never have been.
2: Coming off Monday Night Football. Um, Short turnaround. Horrible away record. Yeah, short turnaround. Everything,
1: everything says that South uh, will roll through them easy, and you know they'll. English, yep.
2: you know, English, based on his last game, could beat Cowboys on his own, but I think yep. he might have some help from Kiri Reynolds, Berger,
1: yep. and they'll throw etc. Et and they'll throw it up there as evidence that they're going to win the Premiership. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys are ripe to be fucking smashed this week. Yep, all the factors, everything points to them getting smacked.
2: I tell you what, if if Paradu turn up or Harrod uh, Har- Jane. Uh, Jared Hayne turns in. Harry Jane or the English the English department store <laughs> fucking mogul. <laughs> if he uh, turns in one of his signature games, Manly go down, see us win, <sighs> makes for an interesting couple of last weeks. Just saying. Yeah, I, I expect, Manly, I bitter expect pill, Manly Bitter pill to swallow, Nathan. Manly, who? you know, get run over for the morning Premiership by South Sydney of all teams.
1: Well, I expect it to happen. I expect Manly to drop a game in the last two nice, rounds. Nice disclaimer. No, I expect I expect Manly to fully expect Manly to drop a game in the last two rounds. But yeah, it remains to be seen if they do, but I, I just have a feeling they always do every season. So we play for premierships, mate. <laughs> we don't have to worry about the fucking trifling shit. The New Zealand Warriors take on the Sydney Roosters at Mount Smart. This is a good test of the Roosters' you know, premiership credentials. I think it's never easy going across to New Zealand playing the Warriors at their preferred home... You know, mm. their winning home ground, Mount Smart. Warriors need it bad.
2: They really do. And I just wonder if that means... That desperation for the Warriors could could mean they, you know, put in one of their well typical rocks, rocks and diamonds, I guess. You know, could their desperation mean that everything sticks or everything turns to shit, you know? Um, yeah, the
1: desperation will mean they try it.
2: Yeah. I think the Roosters will probably just... Be a little bit too organised for the, roos, the Warriors. The Roosters have to win their defence.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Roosters if they if they are if they are serious, then I think this is the game. Yeah, you know, very winnable game for them. Mm. I think they're a better side. They're a much more disciplined side. Uh, the Warriors got the yips a little bit, and uh, you know it's 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 is it their season if they lose this one? The Warriors, yeah,
2: very close to it. If yeah,
1: you know yeah, it, I haven't I didn't look at the table for we recorded. <laughs> But I know that they're there, you know, they're they're definitely in the danger zone. It can't do them any good to lose, and it may be the, the, the death knell. And it probably has a lot to do with what happens to the Brisbane and Parramatta as well in the days the yep. before. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the Canberra Raiders at the tip at Remondus Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock.
2: This is almost a battle of who fucking cares, but. Yeah, but should we follow it up by,
1: or is it the Tigers next week for Cronulla? No, we've got Raiders next Raiders, week. Raiders <laughs> uh, The week. They're uh, the triumvirate playoff against each other. To be the shittest side coming into the end of the season. Oh, hang on a sec. Well, you're not going to have the storm. I mean, I don't mean the shittest side like table-wise. I mean, like, shittest performing finish, side of that period. Finish that's the that,
2: season in the worst form.
1: That snaps, yeah, exactly. That snapshot time of the year, which is the worst team on the, you know. So, there'll be, be like a Spoon of Palooza, you know, 3 ways tri-series. <laughs> For
2: the first time, live wow. pay per Jesus, you make it sound so fucking horrible. <laughs> I think the sharks.
1: I think sharks too. They have, if
2: <laughs> if if the Raiders couldn't win the game that they always win last week, then what, what are they, they going to do? Sharks away? At home, I think. I think yeah. they'll be. Uh, I, I want to say too good, but I think they'll be just good enough less bad
1: yeah <laughs> it's not too good it's less bad uh, yeah I, look this is those one of those games where you can't tip with any confidence I mean the Raiders you know they had the eels on the ropes they had that game yeah they've had a couple of games in positions where they should have you know won mm. or performed better and then they've just dropped their bundle in a second I mean last week leading at half time it was all there leading at half time and having the, you know the hoodoo and shit in their favour so they couldn't do it then you know, I can't see him doing it at the tip, and uh, just depends on how all this uh, Asada stuff. Nah, look,
2: that's been affects. hanging over him long enough. It has, you know, but now it's, it's been it. now it's come to a No, it's come to shit. You know, in that time as well. Don't get me wrong, but um, I think, regardless, fuck Asada could wipe out half their team. They'd still be the Raiders.
1: Blake Ashford on the bench. return to first grade. Quality bench. Could be the end of it. Maybe the Raiders will win after all.
2: <laughs> Depends how much game time he gets. Yeah. If he gets more than 20 minutes, Raiders will win.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Gold Coast Titans. Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock game. So, you know, the delayed game. Stream it.
2: Not only was uh, Quinlan keeping Dugan out of the fullback spot, now Jared Beale is.
1: And, gee, Jared Beale is a much better option. My fullback. Than Quinlan, i give you that. Anyway, he's a much better option as a first also grade a better footballer option than the Than Josh Dugan, but yeah, here we are. But yeah, they're obviously liking, you know, liking how Dugans going from. He's, he's working for. with Benji
2: pretty well, and um, look, I think the Titans, if they were going to win a game, it was going to be last week against Manly, where they were, they were pretty well close enough if good enough, and, and they had the shine not. of the new
1: coach and the you know, yeah. the the kick that, that that provides. Now away from home, um,
2: Dragons, you know, again one of those desperate teams. Zillman at fullback
1: always a death knell <laughs> yeah I, I think the Dragons will win and win pretty well I don't know if they win pretty well but yeah I do think they'll win I think the Titans aren't going to fix their attacking problems overnight they can't just rely on brilliance from James Roberts to get through I think the the, the Titans will put on a, a solid performance I don't think it'll be an absolute flogging but uh, yeah I expect the Dragons to win and you know keep their finals hopes alive Monday Night Foot Penrith Panthers up again this time taking on the Storm at home so uh
2: I'm gonna go well, I'm gonna say it's an upset, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tip the Panthers.
1: I think the, the storm it's, uh, as it is with the Roosters, I think it's time for the storm to, to show what they're made of and show that they're serious. Yeah.
2: Oh, I think they'll they'll ultimately show that they're not the they're same just, side, is that what you're saying? Yeah, they're just not, not that top four team. Um and, and probably not as good a team as the Panthers at this stage and I think uh
1: Nice I test think, for the I Panthers think the though. Let's can see do if they're yeah, I mean let's see if if the Storm can keep, you know, all their players on the field for the full eighty minutes. Be interesting to see how they go. I mean, there's some exploitability out there in the wing on Corabetti. That for mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that corridor is just like the Corabetti corridor. You could you could you could <laughs> Corobedi Highway you could when drive in a fucking rare form You could drive it, a fucking you could drive a Pomeroy through it, it's that fucking wide. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. You know. Jamie Soward's kicking game. High balls to uh to Corabetti's wing could be uh it could be a fucking feast out there for for the Penrith outside backs I just I don't know got a feeling about Penrith I think they can do it I think that uh this is their time and you know they're looking to lock down a top four spot, and I think they'll do it here
1: against the Storm. You're fully, you're fully jumping on the penny. Pant- you know, you're like you're, you're more. you're oh, more I've always had a
2: soft spot for pennies. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're on, yeah, you're on the you're on the pennies big time now. Uh, you know, dropping the Tigers and uh, yeah, no, no one's the
2: dropping panties. the Tigers, mate. i the Tigers wearing, thick and thin my whole life, and I'll continue to be. You're so. You're sitting here
1: wearing a fucking jacket with the Panthers logo on it. It's, oh, <laughs> the you know,
2: Springfield it's, Panthers, yeah.
1: Maybe that's what you know subconsciously you know, tunneling into your brain and making you fucking get on board.
2: Well. Monday night we're sitting there watching the football yeah Jackson's like I like the Cowboys because of JT but I have to go for the Panthers because I play for the Panthers <laughs> so that's good enough logic for me boy
1: yeah yeah but uh, yeah I, I think Stone can get it done uh, and that's, it's a big test for both teams to see how serious they want to challenge for this Premiership That's full time for episode 168. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So, follow at TWI League. Uh, what else? Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash This in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share the stuff around. Uh, we know who you are, the guys that are liking and sharing stuff. Fucking good job, fellas. Love your work. Legends. iTunes.
2: We'd like to see a bit more of it, though. Some, some you know, some, the some usual suspects are yeah. awesome, and I, I, I encourage them to keep it up, but uh, I think we probably need to try and get a lot of new listeners into the habit also. Try and spread the word.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, we've got two reviews on iTunes this week. One great one and one uh, fucking dead set troll. But, uh, the first one from Runoff Renoff. Real talk in league five stars. Love your league but sick of cliches like full credit, game of two halves. Infuriated by other league shows featuring hosts beholden to network bigwigs too afraid to call it like it is and ex-players that struggle with verb tense. If another ex-leaguey tells me a player come up to the, come up with the right play, I may have a stroke. Well, this may not be. This may be the podcast for you. A great balance of match reviews, previews, real talk on the issues, and listener interaction and integration. All that with a lot of humour, passion for their teams worn on their sleeves, and tongue firmly planted in cheek. Nate's sycophantic OTT support for Manly and Glenn's penchant for players Polynesian it may take a week or two to get used to, but they balance each other well. Even as a supporter of the much-derided Broncos, I'm hooked and look forward to each weekly fix of Twill. I just wouldn't recommend having it on at work without the headphones if you don't want to trip to HR. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this one is uh, from someone by the name of BennyBoy001. No prizes for guessing. Menly sponsored podcast. Four stars. It's even gone to four stars. Dog cunt.
2: Although this, we do encourage honest yeah, assessments yeah, on yeah. our podcast, right. in, uh, yeah.
1: but you yeah. know, just you know, there's 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 cause and effect. There's actions and there's reactions, <laughs> and, you know, so you never know what you're going to get. This is a good podcast. If it wasn't for the long drawn out explanations of a manly win or even longer drawn out explanations of why they lost, followed by the cries of rest fault, well, this is usually followed by the humble apologies for any tigers win or loss. If you if you're put uh, yeah,
2: who's giving humble apologies for tigers losses or yeah,
1: wins? Yeah, this. It's the review. It's a yeah, it's a it's a reaction. Oh, read on Nathan, read yeah. on. If you're that's uh apostrophe R E, not why you are if you're put off by any suggestion of interrational interrational man last leading to false protestations of you've got me all wrong, then I'd give this one a miss. Weekly declarations of copious amounts of seed being spilled over S B W or even Mattai can leave a homoerotically bad, salty, sometimes pineapple taste in your mouth. Other than that, well worth a listen. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
2: <laughs> Finished all right, started out a bit yeah, weird.
1: started in touch, tipping well, 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 Shane Aaron Elvis been on top by one point, sometimes two points for the all season. He's not the leader anymore. Whitey has taken the lead, and uh he's got hundred and fifteen points Shane Aaron Elvis. Fell back two, well, two points off Whitey, so he's behind one point, 114 in second place outright. David Kingston, 113 one, in third place outright. Then we've got a couple on 112, we've got CA Photo and GT John, and then a couple on uh, 111. Kylie M, Desi Ducks, three-card magic trick, and Smithy Fire. And rounding out the top ten, we have Tigers 12.0 on 110, which is five points off the lead. So at this point, it's settling down to a two-to-three horse race, I would suggest. Fantasy, the Wendells, maintain their lead again. I think they're pretty much fucking home free at this point. Uh, their total score is almost 1,000 more than second place, so I think they're pretty much home free. Uh, too Much Tune a second, Mighty Doggy, Sarcastic Pricks, Mischief, Sticky Fingers Virgo, Dingbats, NZ underscore Magpie 54, Sea Eagle Assassins, and Bobbers rounds out the top 10. That's a new one. So, uh, well, for, tip, for tipping and, and the uh, the Fantasy group, I think the winners what, 2015 members? price yeah no, sorry our membership for next year that yeah, be the well, price yeah. yeah i was just thinking of like an appropriate price i think it's probably a good price and coming to the shop now okay so i'm just having to open up my text messages to get that inventory you texted me the other night dude um where are we okay so requested an inventory, we got a stock take. So we're clearing out the old Revelation shirts, Tigers in decline shirts, the old stubby holders, the hats, and all that sort of thing. So, to uh, help us in terms of uh, clearing these things out, we're basically doing a bit of a a sale. Tigers in decline shirts, as it turns out, the sizes we have available are three mediums, one large, two XL, one four XL. Revelation shirts, very low, two small and one large. And uh, so we're selling those shirts for half price. i have by the time you're listening to this, hopefully they'll uh, I'll get in there and change the prices on the store and everything, and I'll just chop half off. Uh, hats. If, if it's not changed, just pay the full price. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just to you know, get your hand in your pocket. Curve brim hats, flex fit hats. They're sensational quality. Uh, as you've seen, many people tweet about. Uh, there's there are, there are sizes are uh, small to medium. That's the one, the first size, and M to XL. We've got five each of of five of each left. Flat brim, flex fit hats. We have four small to mediums and five M to XL size ones. And stubby coolers, we've got fucking heaps. So we're going to half price the hats and the shirts. If you buy a hat and a shirt, then we'll throw in a stubby cooler. But in any case, uh, we'll uh, discount the uh, the stubby coolers as well because we want to get rid of them. Basically, so we can throw in some extra merch for, you know, next year, some new merch. Yep. Basically, uh, yeah, hats, hats and things like that. Um We've been talking preliminary about the memberships next year. And what we did this, this year, we kind of only came up with the idea of doing the memberships fairly early, you know, before the season started, but not very long mm-hmm. before the season started. And uh, as a result, you know, we had to get everything made and in and everything, and it took its time. So this time we want to avoid that, and we'll probably start, you know, announce the memberships and start, start selling them, you know, after the season. or. You I think, know, yeah, after round you know, 26. Like, yeah, like was. October, November or something like that, yeah. Now what we're thinking, we'll get your feedback on it now we want to have different merch next time so people aren't doubling up on shirts and that sort of shit so uh, this time we've done the prices and everything like that and we can offer a scarf beanie key ring sticker and sticker yeah as yep. as opposed as opposed to the shirt sticker lanyard and um stubby holder yeah so if that sounds good let us know if you have any other ideas for you know possible merch let us know as well. Yeah,
2: you probably need to let us know pretty quickly because we're yeah. going to have to lock it in shortly.
1: Yeah, we're going to lock it in. You know, within uh, the next
2: month or so, we're going to have to start putting, you know, that, prices, or the, the price will remain the same. Yeah, yeah, uh, we, we want to keep, putting keep the Putting the ideas and, and put the packages out there for,
1: for people's consideration. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And but ba- the idea is basically, so the members, uh, members this year aren't, like, doubling up with, you know, just a different shirt every year and that kind of thing. So uh, the scarves that we're looking at, the hats, I mean, the scarves will be the quality, you'd assume, you know, of the ones you would get for your NRL side. And uh almost you, know, you get an embroider on one side and get like, you know, tool nation on mm. on one side. Uh, sorry, not embroidered, but you know, and on the other side flip it over. Hash rose fold. back to the game. <laughs> That'd be sensational. Fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, let us know what you think of that. And uh with the with the, the key ring, we we're thinking of uh, one of the, the metal key rings where you um you yeah, know, where it's got like a, a bottle opener on the end because let's face it drunk's got Mostly a drink a Drunk, let's, Drunk, just, let, let's just be honest drunk's got a drink you know <laughs> that's the way it goes and uh, of course don't forget uh, if you've uh, paid for membership send us your email address or just check your PayPal and just make sure that the one we have on file when you bought the, the membership is your uh, an email address that we can contact you through because we're going to be sending out uh, to especially Brisbane or Queensland people uh, sending out membership uh, get together information as well and uh, it's looking like it's going to be the first week of finals, and uh, in Sydney we're going to have a get together, uh, grand final weekend, and uh, I don't know if it's going to be as formalised. I think the 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 Sydney one, just because of the weekend it's going to be on, it's going to be quite difficult. Yeah, I think unless you do it at Sefton Playhouse. Yeah, but if people know if people know of a venue that you know that might like a you know a private room at a pub that's you know s- central or you know, easy for people to get to that kind of thing. not players... the Melton Hotel. Not the Milton Hotel and just let us know and uh, so we can t- it's going to be harder for us to organise something in Sydney obviously from where we are but um, you know if you, if anyone knows anything uh, about such venues then please let us know and uh, we'll see what we can do otherwise it might be on looking forward the, to it on at the brewery oh yeah <laughs> from 10am on grand final day
0: it's going to end
1: up bad because it ain't a grand final if you're not fucking spastic <laughs> by the time the first grade game starts <laughs> that's it talk to you next week see ya oh actually no one more thing oh god we're still I saw one more thing I saw a tweet come in from uh you were talking about you know your your new favourite tweeter you know name with a you fucking what mate yeah he sent us a tweet this episode is late you fucking what me and my me and me mates will shrek you so hard I swear on me mum wow (laughs) outstanding so uh Love that. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. And uh, you too, you fucking what? (laughs)